everybody and welcome to another panel hosted by SheProp. Um, this panel is called Can I Cosplay That? Navigating the World of Race and Culture in Cosplay. To tell you a little bit about SheProp before we get started, it is a growing community that is focused on supporting, empowering, and representing female, non-binary, and transgendered cosplayers, artists, and other makers. And you can watch these panels that we do through the SheProp YouTube channel or listen to them on the SheProp Talk podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in joining us at the SheProp community, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we will add links in the show or of the show in the notes to help you find us. And we'd love to have you. So thank you for joining us. So to introduce myself, my name is Abby. I'm also known as Abby Cat Cosplay. I have been cosplaying for about five years and I'm going to be moderating this conversation today. Hi all, I am Tiffany. I'm also known as Con from Pros and Cons Cosplay. I've been cosplaying for ooh, probably around a decade at this point, I guess. I'm usually in the cosplay competition scene, so we see a lot of questions about what is accuracy and trying to portray a character. Um, I also did a lot of research in my master's thesis about race in Japan, um, as well as how kind of blackness is portrayed there. Um, I do a lot of work for diversity, equity, and inclusion during my daytime real job as well. Um, so that's kind of why I really like talking about this. Hello everyone, my name is Monica and I'm also known as Geeks A Go Go. I, uh, I have been cosplaying since 2014 and I've won several awards through um, competitions out here in Chicago and the Midwest. Um, I've done a lot of panels on diversity on library conventions out here in Chicago and I'm also a member of the Chicago POC cosplay community or people of uh, color cosplay community. So hi, I'm Jamila of Black Betty Cosplay. Um, I've been cosplaying for about 10 plus years now. Um, and I have recently started judging. So I do focus a little bit about like what counts as accuracy. Um, and then I've also done a couple different diversity panels as well as just generally talked about that in the community online, et cetera. So I feel very passionate about talking about it and like what works and with cosplaying. Uh, my name is Abby. Uh, I go by Babs Cosplay. I uh, have been cosplaying for about eight years now. Um, the reason why this is so important to me is I actually have a show on Amazon called Black and Blue and on YouTube. And we literally discuss with other POCs. And all we do is discuss about um, inclusivity and diversity in all forms of media, whether it's comics, cosplay, um, everything. <laughs> uh, I also am on the diversity and inclusion inclusion committee of the Seattle Film Task Force here, where we're trying to bring more diversity to film sets, uh, along with currently uh, getting my certification for diversity and inclusion at Cornell University. Um, I am also a sensitivity reader uh, and writer for a lot of the uh, uh, authors that are here in the Pacific Northwest area, so. Well, thank you everybody for, for <laughs> joining us today. Sorry, Shady has also decided to make a brief appearance. Um, but I am really excited to talk about this because it is very current that, well, it's always been current, but 
it's in the news a lot right now. And it's a conversation that we're having a lot right now. And we are seeing issues come up in the cosplay community that um, are surrounding these topics we're gonna talk about. And so I think we just need to have a really honest, informative conversation with everybody. Um, I do want to take just a minute to define the terms that we're gonna be using for the people listening just so they know how we are defining them for the purposes of this conversation. Some people may have a few variations on how they use these terms, but this is how we're moving forward. Um, we are gonna be talking about blackface a lot. Um, this is one of the older terms that we will be using. It's been around for a very long time. And this is when dark makeup is worn as by a performer in a minstrel show in a caricature of the appearance of a black person. Um, more current terms include things like brown face and race facing. These are to be inclusive to cultures that are not black. So Latinx and Asian cultures also can experience this same treatment essentially um, and race face encompasses all of that. We will also be talking about cultural appropriation, um, which um, at Times is also phrased as cultural misappropriation, and it's the adoption of an element or elements of one culture by members of another culture. And cultural elements that may have deep meaning to the original culture may be reduced to exotic fashion or toys or a trend. Um, and then we will also talk about whitewashing. Um, that one was the hardest for me to find like an encompassing definition for because it's a very new term and it is changing a lot these days, but it's portraying characters who are non-white or of indeterminate race as white, also removing um, non-white characters and people from a narrative or story, including historical narratives or stories. So those are the terms we're gonna be using a lot today. Um, and I wanna just jump right into it. And I'm gonna start with Tiffany. Um, Blackface has been around for a long time. And can you tell us a little bit about where it started and the history of it? Because that's really going to inform how people feel about it today. Yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned, Blackface has been around for, it's a very old, I don't want to say tradition because that sounds a lot more positive than it is, but a very old thing. <laughs> uh, so we're looking at something that kind of developed in like the early 1800s or so, like 1830s about. Um, and it was a way for white people to create caricatures or sort of comic uh, representations of black people, particularly like slaves. Um, and so they would often darken their skin with like shoe polish and use like really like dark red makeup to highlight like the, a wide lip shape and just really go in on like black stereotypes as being like lazy and hypersexual and just like all the bad things, like all the bad stereotypes about black people and perform these um, in front of audiences for like laughs. Um, so, this, this has historical roots, but it still continues on today. I think a lot of people are like, well, that happened a long time ago. No, y'all, this continues to happen. Like, it's, there's some pretty good recent examples as well. Um, but some of the ones I think y'all might be familiar with them, if you think of like Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mickey Rooney cosplayed as a, it was a character caricature of a Japanese person. Um, and, you know, that would be kind of race facing. Um, you see blackface, uh, maybe if you kind of look it up, maybe it might be a little bit old, but like Roland Howard would darken his skin and to look like um, black women. And uh, I'm blanking on his name, maybe one of y'all remember his name, but he was, he did like a skit with like Wolfie Goldberg like back in the day and like did a whole blackface thing. 
Um, and, uh, you know, these are things you see around the world as well. It's not just an American construction. Um, if you look at, for example, kind of a, in the Western European region, you'll, you might have heard of Zwarte Piet. Uh, that's a caricature of, um, of, a, of a Black person. Uh, he's a, that kind of came up in the mid, like, 19th century or so as well. Um, so, and these are global things. Uh, you see it around the world, a lot of different caricatures of people of color. Um, Black is starting kind of, I guess, the, the, the monumental uh, example we have is of Black people, but it's, it's a global problem. Thank you. Um, now, we also see Blackface and race facing, well, not also, it's generally seen as in a negative light where the characters are, that are portrayed in Blackface tend to be villains. They tend to be, it's done in a mocking way. So how is that used? Um, how is it used to further dehumanize the characters yeah. and the people that they're portraying? Because it's making your skin tone into a costume, right? So mm -hmm. I think anything that you put into sort of a costume form, it automatically kind of reduces its, its, its essence a little bit. You are creating a consumable piece of, of a human life. And uh, not only is it, it you know, it's, it's, it's offensive because you're looking at somebody taking our real lived experiences and putting it on their face. You know, it, I can't not be black. I don't want to not be black, but it's like, I can't not be black. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't wash off the politicized nature of my skin. Um, like these white cosplayers, these white actors can do at the end of the day, they can walk down the street, don't have to worry about any of the, you know, the, uh, the offensive statements or the yeah. stereotypes yeah they don't have yeah. to worry about any of that stuff um they could just wash off at the end of the day and continue to go be mm -hmm. white and live their little you know lives um so to that it, it kind of it looks like you're not taking our lived experiences and our traumas you know seriously mm -hmm. and you know of course we also have this history of blackface being used against um black people uh, people of color to dehumanize us already mm -hmm. so it's this kind of like it, it hasn't been long enough to where we've kind of mm -mm. forgotten that historical memory or gotten on it. And, and society hasn't moved to the point where we're good with race. Mm -hmm. We're still living in a very racialized world. Mm -hmm. So it's almost arrogant to think that people can just put this on and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. this is for fun for cosplay. It's not always done to demean, I guess. It might not always yeah. be the, the impetus, yeah. but uh, it's still kind of arrogant to think that we've moved beyond where racism mm -hmm. is still an issue and that that's somehow not still an issue in cosplay. I, it's, it's yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah and also, uh, like, if you look at the roots of it, like with cinema history, so many times blackface was used so they didn't have to hire black actors because exactly. they either had the roles mm -hmm. where they couldn't have a white actor and a, any other race because they also saw that with yellow facing where they wouldn't hire an Asian actress or a black actress to be with a male or female counterpart Absolutely. because if they had any sort of relationship that's just not okay so mm -hmm. it was also keeping people out of those roles or if they did have them they'd be like the non-talking role and then if they did want a talking role they're like well we could put that guy in blackface so it was just another way to like remove people from capitalizing on the very thing that they're selling it's like oh we want black people but we don't we don't, don't want, want black, black people, people. Yeah. and that's <laughs> the same thing so like when you see it with cosplay someone's like oh i love this black character but like i don't want the black person part so i'm gonna be them instead of just being themselves and appreciating the character they're taking yeah. the whole yes. thing just for the appearance mm -hmm. and benefiting from it but then they're gonna exclude the people who do look like that so it's 
part of it is that you're gaining something, but you're not living the experience and you're not supporting that actual person. You would rather just the like trappings of it, but not the real person. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's, it's continuing. It just, people are seeing it. And, and even in those movies, I'm sure plenty of those actors and some of them have definitely, well, some of them are dead now, but like a lot of them have like changed their opinions and been like, like yeah, it was bad. I shouldn't have done that because they didn't do it out of malice. They did it because they really liked that role or they liked whatever, but it wasn't the best way to go about it. So it's like, it's not always from a mean place, but it is, that's just part of what it's from. So. As I like history your also, um, a lot of those black actors couldn't read right because they weren't uh -huh. afforded the opportunities to read so instead of actively going out to find black or african actors that could actually read a script yep. you know they'd rather just have or you know or pay even they also uh -huh. didn't there's that pay scale too they also didn't want to have to pay yes. um you know actors of color because then that would put them as the same level as the white mm -hmm. actors. And, you know, that was another way of making sure that there was that segregation that was involved still in the film. And it's still prevalent in the uh -huh. film community, too. Yeah, I, I don't thing. know if you've heard, but, you know, there's a lot of stunt people who are, their skin tones are darkened because they can't find a POC stunt actor. Um, uh, I forgot what her name is, but the new show Stargirl, um, the actress, the, the black actress on there, she had an experience where she was on another show and she took a picture and she had actually said something about it, but her stunt woman was a white woman who oh. was in, who, was, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> who ooh. they made blackface, oh gosh. you know, and, and she no. went to the director and was like, why in the world did you guys not hire you know, a woman of color as a stunt person. And they and someone had came up to her, I think it was a director or producer, it was like, you should be happy that you got this role. So you should go back to your your you know, your oh your, my God. your trailer um until we call you for your scene. Wow. You know, That's and she just posted about it on her Instagram story, I wanna say like two or three weeks ago, specifically mm -hmm. about that. Cause I mean that was just years ago. It wasn't it wasn't like centuries uh -uh. or anything. Yeah, like we're decades. not. This, this is still a problem. You know, like a, maybe last year, I think that she had that experience. So it's still happening in uh -huh. in our world right now. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned not hiring people of color. And, and if you're looking at historically the minstrel shows, they were meant to be funny and it was mocking, but they would also perform music written and popularized by black people, but they would perform it, white people would perform it in blackface. So it was not just mocking, it was also stealing culture mm -hmm. in that regard. So it's, it's a pretty gross history. Yeah. And it's still happening, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> now you mentioned a little bit, um, Abby, how that, that performer was expected to be grateful for the opportunity that she had keep your mouth shut, don't, don't make waves. Mm -hmm. So we're also seeing that, things like that in the cosplay community where black and people of color are facing more intense scrutiny, um, more intense gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. And Jamila, could you talk a little bit about that, about that kind of experience and perspective on this? Yeah, I mean, like, I know so many Black cosplayers I've talked to, or any cosplayer of color, really, were like, they have told me about 
that moment they put their con the cosplays on they look great they like every detail they had but they are just so stressed about going out there because somebody is going to be like oh but you're the wrong color and you're like i have everything e everything but that's the one thing you're going to focus on and it's it really is it can come down to that to the point that another person who might be white passing and the character doesn't even have to be white because i'm looking at you anime characters most of them mm -hmm. are japanese yep. Hello. Um, <laughs> and I always forget that. they're not white. not white no she's not <laughs> um but that will be the thing that people will like focus on even if the other person has a completely not perfect matching every detail costume no one's gonna say anything because they're like at a glance they're like oh checks all the boxes looks like the illustration because the skin tone matches what you see but that's that's really a crazy expect i mean it's already a crazy expectation for anybody to look exactly like an illustrated character even a movie character they had like thousands of dollars in a staff or like and they're literally animated but for some reason you will be compared. And so the standard is super, super high for any black or POC character cosplayer to do those characters unless they happen to also be dark skin. And so if that happens, you will see, they'll get shared when they do the canon or black or whatever race the person is character. They'll get those boosted. People will be like, oh, they look amazing. You see them do the other one. People will be like, yeah, it's all right. Or, yes. oh, that, why are you doing that? Why are you making that character black? Why did you ruin them? And you don't see anyone say that when the character is brown and a white person cosplays it. Mm -hmm. It almost never comes up. In fact, sometimes you'll see people be like, it's canon. And you're like, wait a minute. How are you canon? You're not even the matching skin tone. I do the same thing in the opposite direction and you automatically have to mention it. That doesn't correlate. So there's just like, for some reason, you know, it's not even an even playing field because you can't win in either direction and it doesn't make any sense. So for someone to be like, oh, I'm in a brown face, like it's no big deal. You're already winning even when you don't do it. So when you do it, you shouldn't win again because you're now <laughs> doing something that's even more wrong and you're being supported for it. Yeah. So it's already, the standards are already crazy high. So when you do brown face, you're basically telling that black cosplayer, that Latinx cosplayer, that it doesn't matter what you do, whether you paint yourself or not paint yourself, I'm always going to do better because I can take your skin tone and I can do it without your skin tone and do it better either way, even if they don't do it better. But that's how everybody rewards it. And it's just, we have to work on that because it's not about looking exactly like the character. It's about showing that you love the character, you know, whether it's about the details or how you perform it or just the fact that you put on like the outfit like that could be it but people and aren't is, oh, sorry about that no, yeah, no, half these blackface cosplayers be like oh i didn't ha i left off half the embellishments but i decided to like super darken my face you yeah. weren't even worried about the rest of the costume <laughs> exactly. you just hyper fixated <laughs> on the brown part <laughs> like it doesn't even look it, first of all it never looks good like it never no, looks good it never looks people good just seem to never y'all don't know black people this is not how we look but yeah. you know other thing is, like, that's what they have a face on. You're not worrying about the lights that you need to add. Hell, you're not even trying to, like, learn how to fly. Like, you, nope. know, you don't have superpowers. But somehow, <laughs> focus oh on <laughs> the black part. It's, like, so, it's uh, mind-blowing. Can I give yeah. an example of literally this that happened? Um, yes. I, so, yes. I was with uh, Abby. You know I'm usually with um, Abby and Jerrica. Yeah. Um, who are two beautiful Amazonian women. 
right? Like massively, we're all tall. So it's like, oh, cool, I don't feel weird, right? Because I'm, I'm always with other really, really tall women. As the person um, we standing right. next to you, I always feel like the little sister you being like, are. hey guys, wait for me. Because <laughs> I'm not tall. They really love you though. Because you're so cute and cuddly. And you're the one that came, talked about fun size. And I was so excited <laughs> about that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were at, uh, it was my first time going to Wizard World. I think it was like three years ago. And I stopped because of a cosplay non-consent issue that they did not handle well. Um, but we were all dressed. We did. We, we decided one day, um, and Abby's brother was there too, Caleb, and we, we all decided that we were going to do an Emma Frost cosplay, all of us, like different versions of Emma Frost throughout nice. the comics, right? Someone had did a, a fanfic of a male version of Emma Frost too, so her brother did that. And um, <laughs> we like all show up and like, you know, people are like, oh my God, you guys look great. Like, I love your, your cosplay and everything. And someone came up to me and they're like, oh my God, that's a cute storm. And I was like. <laughs> well, it's like a trope at this point. <laughs> Black it person is. in the white color. Like, really like, We're doing a group cosplay. Emma uh. Frost. My, my hair is not white. It's blonde. You know, like, I'm just, I'll find the photo and send it to you, but it was just, it was so ridiculous. I was like, uh, I was like, I'm literally in a group with a whole bunch of other Emma Frosts, and we're going around, and we're literally, like, trying to pull people who we see that are in Emma Frost cosplays just so we can, like, get, like, a cute, like, you know, group photos, and every single time, someone thought I was, I was Storm, and I was like, first of all, I've never seen Storm in a corset. Nope. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> You know, like, or a white corset at that matter, too. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was so ridiculous. And and it's literally that, you know, like, we can all be doing the same exact cosplay or around the same idea of a cosplay and people will still get it mistaken. Now, that's got to be hard for morale in general for people of color in the cosplay community. Have you found that it makes people not want to do it or that people have quit because of that? Like, is that something that you, you have seen in your experience or with the other people that you cosplay with? I've definitely heard it. I've heard from numerous black people that are like, I'm too scared to cosplay because I'm worried about mm -hmm. the comments I'm going to get. I'm worried about the negative feedback about not being accurate. I don't have a canon body. Like I'm worried about all this discrimination. I've heard this in the contest scene as well. Like I'm afraid to compete because I'm afraid the judges will tell me I'm not going to yeah. win because of skin tone. You know, and like these fears are valid because they happen. Like it's not like it's mm -hmm. never happened before, um, and it's it's heartbreaking. You're like I, I, I would say most of my cosplay experiences are by and large positive. I have a great time mm -hmm. in cosplay. I love doing it. I love the people I've met and the experiences that I have. But you know, sometimes those things happen, and it just like gets to you. It's like why can't I just live my life and do what all these other cosplayers are doing without having the added bonus of worrying about my race? Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> You know, and you hear that from other cosplayers, you're just like, I want, you know, I want them to understand that, you know, there's going to be jerks regardless of wherever it is that you go, and you have to find your community um, that can support you through that and, uh, you know, fight for it to end. But yeah, it definitely happens, and I've definitely heard a lot of people that have shied away from wanting to do cosplay, mm -hmm. and even some that have quit because they're so mm -hmm. tired of the, of the backlash. Yeah, yeah, I've even heard people be, because um, I'm, I'm a part of this um, massive POC cosplayers group. You know, on Facebook? Yeah. I'm like, I'm the moderator. I'm one of the moderators. That, yeah. I was about to go, they moderated. The moderator. Uh, what the hell? This is yeah. so, like, a small 
suicidal, yeah. you know, because they just can't take the backlash anymore because they're so used mm-hmm. to taking other backlashes by just being a person of color in life, mm-hmm. you know, and here they are doing something that they love doing and they're getting crapped on for that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it gets to a point where you're literally talking people down off of ledges because they're just fed up. They're done. Yeah. It's like nothing that they can do is good enough and they just yeah. don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, this culture of like finding especially online I feel like sometimes it's way worse online than it is at the cons yes because like I know people are like I'm scared of going to con I'm like I was too the first con I went to people were like super excited and super happy and no one gave a crap but like online people people are bold yeah yeah, they're just like oh I'm not in your face so I can just say the worst stuff (laughs) yes they really 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 do and like they'll find like people will go out of their way to find pictures of people and then like get it to a group so they'll just start spamming them with hate like I've seen some people get like literally pushed away from their social media or whatever because like just a horde of people will come out of the woodworks to make them feel like crap for doing a perfectly fine thing. Like mm-hmm. even most recently, like on Twitter, there's one girl who decided to do Nizuko and everybody came for her oh, for yeah. no reason. She looked amazing. And yeah. it was just like, why is she getting hate? She just, she just started. This was her first cosplay. That's how people responded. Like, yeah. how do you think that. that's going to make someone want to do something if that's how you're going to respond? And it's just like, people don't think about the person they're hurting. I don't know why they want to, do that i don't know what possesses them but there's a regular person who just liked the character just like you did mm-hmm. why would you do that that's just so harsh and unnecessary yeah. it's like what do you it's what do so you get from this you gain nothing exactly you do this you in can... my face i guarantee these people would not roll up to a con and be like hey say the same thing yeah. <laughs> yep. you to know, your face I do like some of the positive connotations that come out from it, though. Um, there was recently, and I think it's still going on, too, but um, I f- I'm forgetting what her name is, but she, uh, there's a there's a, a girl that um, took some very um, uh, non-professional photos. You know, she's going out for Maxim, right? And there, it, this was like a, it's like a modeling competition, Maxim's new, um, you know, model right and um one of these other girls had taken a screenshot of some of her photos posted it on her timeline and started saying a whole bunch of racial connotations towards this girl like can you believe that this girl even tried to submit to be a model yada 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 and there were like someone saw it and like posted it in our we were like also in this exposing racism in the pacific northwest group (laughs) (laughs) Um, and someone had shared it into our group and can you believe that she made it all the way to the quarterfinals and is currently a finalist i saw that yeah and and she's still you know she's still trying to to you know to get up there and everything i i believe i think the last time i saw she was in second place but you know i had i had posted it i was like hey guys follow up you know this is what's happening and like people were trying to push her up to first place again because you know it's not about (laughs) what your background like I think she even had like a crock pot in the background. She's like, apparently she's cooking some food in her room or, you know, some, and it was horrible. It was literally horrible. And this is like happening in so many different communities, not only, you know, cosplay, but, you know, people just feel like they have so much privilege, you know, that they can literally deface another person and it just Mm -hmm. be completely okay. So, so far, 
we have been talking about this very much from a, an American perspective, because that's where we all live. Um, but it is a different, the conversations around blackface are different in different countries. And I do want to hear from Monica about this, um, because you have experience living in not just America. Um, so how is it a conversation that's different? Is it a conversation in other countries? Can you tell us a little bit about that? It is very similar. Like I, I grew up in the Philippines. I didn't move out in the US until I was 21. And the culture is different, but when it comes to black facing, it is similar. And it's, it's, very, um, it's very disheartening because a lot of the people from my country and in my culture, they forget their roots. So just to give everybody kind of just a, I don't know if you guys know this, our indigenous people in the Philippines are actually dark skinned. Like they're actually, they actually have really dark skin. They have really curly hair. And in our country, we call them the Negritos and the Ifogaos. They have, um, they're basically the part of the country that Spain um, wasn't able to colonize. So they are these remote, um, these remote people in our country out of like 7,000 islands that was untouched and was preserved from, you know, like way back when. Um, and it, it is quite unfortunate that the mentality um, back home is nobody takes blackface seriously. And um, in 2014, they had a TV show where they were portraying one of the Negritos in TV, um, in the TV show, which a lot of people actually had a negative reaction to it. But at the same time, it's, it's something that, and I'm ashamed to say this, it was instilled in us in our culture that having white skin, having to bleach your skin and just being light skin is beautiful. And I think that is similar to a lot of like Asian countries. Um, that's why you will see, actually, even when you're out here in Chicago, um, if you go to Seafood City, and this is like a Filipino grocery store, they have a whole shelf of like whitening products, like skin whitening products. It's still happening, it's still going on. And I've asked my friends, you know, if there are still people doing blackface and cosplay out there. And I know they didn't want to speak up about it because they know, you know, they don't want to get backlash on the internet and whatnot, but it is still happening. And for me, it's like, okay, it, it goes one of two ways. It's either they really, really like the character and want to color their skin like dark or they're making fun of it. So it's it's a weird spectrum. It's either they really like the character or they really just want to make fun of it. And I think there is still a lack of education when it comes to that. Like people need to be aware that this is wrong. Like you, you shouldn't be doing stuff like this. Um, and 
yeah, it, it's just, it's just so hard to believe how not a lot of people are very sensitive to um, just these portrayals. Like, oh, but, but I'm Filipino, you know, like our backgrounds, it's like this. It's like, no, it's not the same thing. Um, admittedly, you know, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement like happened, my eyes was really opened up. Like I, I thought I knew about Black cosplayers and issues and, you know, issues has been going on. I'm in Chicago and you don't hear a lot of this news um, because the media kind of just um, silence it. And that's the reality of it. When the whole Black Lives Matter movement like happened, hearing all of these stories come out was very eye-opening for me because I didn't know it was that bad. Not because I didn't want to know about it, but because they nobody talks about it. And it's just so sad. Um, so yeah, like I, I am grateful moving out here. I know I've been subjected to a lot of like um, race issues, especially because I'm I'm Asian. Um, and um, just to give you guys a story, when I moved to Wisconsin, um, there's a lot in Madison around 2005. I'm surrounded by um, Caucasians, and it was it was quite a weird experience for me because it almost as if they've never seen a Filipino before, like a lot of people, it really scared me. <laughs> so I, I can't even imagine um, what everyone else is going through. Like if, if that were the case and, you know, black people like live there too, it's just, it blows my mind how, you know, the culture has to change and um, education has to, uh, you know, like being able to educate people is, is really important. And I actually want to thank Tiffany because I know like she, she helped me like write our, our statement for Black Lives Matter because I, I still want to keep learning about it. I'm not perfect, you know, like being, I still see myself a little bit as an outsider because there's so much for me to learn. Um, with regards to this culture, and I am I'm so welcome to learn more. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and Abby, I know you have not always lived in the United States. Did you get to cosplay when you were in Europe at all, or did were you a part uh, of that scene? Or no, I wasn't. Um, not as much because I'm old. <laughs> And what is old? Cosplay. <laughs> and, and, and cosplay wasn't really a thing when I was growing up. Like I'm in my 40s. That's that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> I never, honestly, would not have guessed at all. <laughs> so, so yeah, cosplay wasn't really a thing when I was growing up. You know, cosplay is fairly new. I mean, it it has been. Um, more than a decade that it's been going on but you know when I was growing up we didn't have things like this uh, we didn't have things where you know it was okay for people to dress up as their favorite you know film characters or, or um, you know cartoon characters or animation characters or comic book characters you know it wasn't it wasn't prevalent especially in England um, I mean it just got started I mean it got more popular obviously maybe about 20 or 30 years ago 
but definitely not when I was a wee lass. Um, and, you know, I just, I want to make the statement that every single country that um, was prevalent in the recent Black Lives Matter movement understands that racism exists. Mm-hmm. And so for those countries that are saying, oh, my country is not racist or whatever, you're full of <laughs> Sorry. Nope. <laughs> if I can say that. We can probably shouldn't, but Beverly <laughs> to add bleep, it'll be fine. You're full of poppycock. I'll give that one to Beverly. <laughs> we, can, we can say doo-doo. Okay. I like that. Doo-doo. <laughs> full doo-doo. Of doo-doo. <laughs> can I Sounds like my mom I... saying it. Like my mom's voice is reaching over. Um, yes, you want to say doo-doo? Okay, doo-doo. Right? <laughs> oh my god. Um, but no, it's it, like it kills me because I, I see, you know, these Italian cosplayers, uh-huh. which is a lie because I am part Italian and you know the one. <laughs> yeah. Not going to say the bad word again, but <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> like me and my son went to Milan because we were visiting um, our family in Torino, which is about two hours south of Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were like stuck in the Milano airport for about three or four hours because they had canceled our flight and they were just the most nastiest people like two other people of color you know it was it was like if you knew the person was of a different skin tone lighter right um it was bend over backwards what can I do to help you you know whereas like me asking a question in italiano you know, it's like, um, no, sorry, I can't help oh, you. Dang. You know, and that's just that's Italy. Like it there's just there's so much prevalent racism there, especially from the um northern countries towards the mm. south, because when you get to Chichilia, you know, that's closer to Africa. So you have that mixture and that darker skin tone. Mm. So, you know, you you constantly have um uh you know, Sicilian people who are darker um that are considered mobsters and gangsters because Mm. of their literal skin tone (laughs) Mm. you know everyone says sicily is the bad place right because most of the people there are darker and that's Mm. how they see it you know um black or or color is always equated to something as bad and it's so ridiculous it happens in germany it happens in Sweden. You know, that's I don't where, care what anyone says. It that's happens. where Black Peter is, right? Black Peter yes, is Swedish. Yeah. 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 You know, mm-hmm. so like the fact that people are like, I, I mean, I constantly see it as, that, as an excuse. Well, you know, in my country, we don't do racism. And I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't think you know your history. Me, I'm going to keep it to myself because <laughs> I Lord, there's something wrong with you because you are a liar. Sorry. I just, I just. It, it makes me so angry because they're making up excuses. They're they're telling straight lies, you mm-hmm. know, to people's faces. And yep. it just happened. Um, one of my friends in the UK, Kisa, uh, um, who does, I'm gonna say, Kasumi cosplay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's yeah. been dealing with it, all, like all the time. You know, trying to call out cosplayers who've been doing this stuff and. You know, it, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, maybe I was wrong. And they'll be all, oh, I'm BLM. But you'll see in their history, they've done like a lot of black facing, brown facing, yellow facing, 
you know, and it's just, it's just like, I'm sick and tired of that excuse because it's, it's just a lie. It really is. And if anyone sees someone doing that, you need to call them out because they're literally lying to your face. Yeah. It happens. Racism is literally everywhere. <laughs> so I did share something that um, when, when, before I moved into the, into the U.S., so we were at the U.S. consulate and we needed to take classes before we move out here because I, I was getting my green card with my parents and we needed to be subjected to so many freaking classes yeah. about American culture and get our shots and mm-hmm. it was a whole month of like ridiculousness it's like a horrible process <laughs> it's a really horrible process and you know one of the classes and I know I'm gonna get I'm probably gonna get in trouble sharing this one of the classes is they have a list of the different races that live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they had categorized, what do these people like to eat? Yeah. <gasps> no. She's absolutely right. I, I've, I've seen Are it. you seriously? Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is, I was like, this is an odd part to put in um, a cultural. test? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, oh my, this is part of my test. Or right, whatever. So Cringe. I read through, right? I read through what white people like apple pie. <laughs> my Okay, like lots of people like apple pie. It's good. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and then you know, like what it go it goes like, you know, like Mexicans like tacos and <laughs> I'm like, tacos are delicious. So I'm like, all right, where this go? You you guys know where this is going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black people. Is it chicken or watermelon? That's what <laughs> I was, I was gonna say. Both. I'm like, which, which one? one is it? Both, actually, both. Part of the list, and I'm like, but I love watermelon. Like, yeah. I'm gonna die. I, I don't really like watermelon all that much. Oh, I like pumpkin spice. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'm like, why? Oh, it just God. didn't like like you know oh, indigenous God. americans like corn and i'm I, like oh, <laughs> oh there's so much wrong with all of this, this is so much wrong they actually you. had a list i don't know if it still exists because this was 2005. Yeah. that is way too recent i'm like what is this like why <laughs> do you need to know what people like to <laughs> Because everybody likes to eat all of these things. All of it. Monica, I was not ready. I was not ready for that. I don't get it. Like I was like, like Abby, really you necessary? see your face right now. But it's part of it. I, Abby, you see your face, time. like literally, <laughs> literally. It was the dumbest thing. I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. What is? This? Oh my god. Because, I'm literally speechless. You should, you should, you should want to be in the United States. So you should just do it and be happy with it, right? Like that's pretty much yeah, mentality. Pretty much, it's literally so, the mentality. I my sister in law got naturalized about maybe eight years ago, and so I was watching her study for that. And she she had note cards. She studied so hard for that test. And my dad is a history buff, so he's like, "We're doing this together. This will be great." And the amount of information that she needed to know to be naturalized into the United States about civics and history and the constitution and all of this stuff they don't teach it in american schools no no it's my parents my parents went through that it's it is a lot you have to learn a lot yeah 
Yeah, my, mom, my mom was over yeah. here asking me who was the first president, and I was like, "Mom, you realize that I grew up in England." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know your president. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my, I'm going to She that. sent me to go live with her sister, right? Mm -hmm. And so my 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 whole growing up was surrounded by English history, you know. So I I often do this bit where, you know, we talk about how, you know, colonization happened and everything and, you know, I I I I do it because it helps people see how stupid they're being, right? Um, and I, I say, and like, you know, well, being from England, all we were trying to do is make sure that you guys were as posh and as civilized as us. I don't seem to understand why you would not think that that's okay. And they realize, they're just like, oh, I mean, you know, sorry, <laughs> again, but, but like, seriously, you know, like that's literally like, you know what coming from a country that was you know like having half of that culture you know be a part of my culture growing up it's like you realize that you know all of these other countries that just wanted to do their own thing and be on their own you know did did not need you know big mother or big father coming in to say hey do it this way sorry you're doing it the wrong way quit that mm -hmm. stop before i keep hitting you on the head you know it's and it's so stupid it really really is you know that's why like um what monica was saying is you know that whole culture that civilization i mean you can even go back to to australia and aborigines mm -hmm. right you know they had this whole beautiful culture and civilization until england came in <laughs> i wonder if england could just be like the <laughs> and we messed everything up <laughs> and then england showed up <laughs> <laughs> everyone likes drinking tea so i guess that's wonderful, there right? we go but they took that <laughs> yeah. from china right. well, i know <laughs> not even their thing not even y'all <laughs> so i do want to switch gears a little bit and start focusing kind of on the cosplay aspect of it mm -hmm. i've loved what we've talked about so far it's all great stuff but let's get to the practicalities of being a cosplayer as a black or poc person or somebody who likes black or POC characters and and how we can make that work as cosplayers. So um, let's talk a little bit about lesser forms or lesser known forms of blackface and that is um, how blackface can take place in the black and, and POC communities because it can um, and also hairstyles. I think that's a huge thing to get into. So who wants to tackle that? Let's do it. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. I got it. so much to say about it. So, okay. go, go. so with colorism so is what we call <laughs> colorism is a big thing in people of color communities, right? Colorism mm -hmm. is not only being a person of color, but kind of your proximity to how light skinned you are, mm -hmm. you are whiteness in terms of tonality. As a somewhat light skinned black person, um, you have to be cognizant of sometimes dark your darker skinned. Uh, colleagues and friends will go through a different set of experiences than you will as a lighter skinned person. So, um, you know, until I'm still black, I, you know, still have those same experiences, but darker skinned black people have a lot more to deal with in terms of like the negative comments I think are oftentimes amplified because of their darker skin. And, uh, you know, so sometimes, and I think one of the more famous cases of this was Zoe Saldana, I don't even feel bad about naming her by name, 
was um, cos not cos was in a movie. Was it Nina Simone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they darkened her skin because she's a pretty light skinned mm-hmm. black woman, yeah. and darkened her was, skin. Um, to- Zoe Saldana. Oh, Zoe Saldana. Yes. Yeah, Zoe yeah, Saldana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, darkened her skin. She finally apologized, like, what, 10 million years later? So, yeah. wow. Darkened her skin yeah. to mimic, you know, that. Yeah. And again, the, the whole point of not doing blackface is that you are mocking the lived experience of people of color and even within mm-hmm. your own community. So, yeah. no, just use your normal foundation whenever you're cosplaying yep. as, a, as somebody else. Um, I'm sure we'll probably get into like, the little mm-hmm. disclaries about what that looks like, too. But in general, just stick with your own skin tone unless you're like an alien race. Nobody cares about that. I don't even entertain the argument. Well, what about aliens? Like, we're not talking about aliens. I'm so sorry that people of color are so foreign to you that you think that we're from another planet, but that's not who we're talking about. Um, but you don't just leave your skin tone, the normal foundation, if you're going as a, as a natural skin person. Um, so, yeah, you do see some of that happening. Um, and I think the question of hair texture is a really interesting one as well. Because normally, kind of across the board, I do not care if people who are not of my racial group cosplay as characters from my racial group. However, mm-hmm. there, are num- there are numerous caveats. And uh, one of the things I think is hair texture. So if hair texture is also highly politicized. If you look at um, even a couple of years ago, and even some current workplace and schools, um, their dress codes are not meant to um, accommodate the way that our hair grows out of our scalp. Like it's, yep. it's curly, it's kinky. It is like this beautiful, like mass of fluffy goodness. Mm-hmm. And it is seen oftentimes in more of our like kind of white supremacist power structures as being unprofessional. Um, at a certain point, they, they don't allow dreads in some places, dreadlocks mm-hmm. um, or braids or things like that because they, they think that it is unprofessional or doesn't look clean just because they don't understand black hair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. you know, I'm like, y'all, you don't even understand them. <laughs> Some of the groupers hear about that. Kind of like, anyway. through this crap, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is too much. It is like, it's a lot of work to keep you know, it looking gorgeous. So, mm-hmm. uh, so calling that unprofessional. And so since our hair is so highly politicized, wearing that same thing in cosplay is, can also be kind of a recapitulation of that. You know, I'm putting on your lived experience as a costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say avoid it, just avoid it. Um, in general, right, I don't care if you cosplay as like Chala or if you cosplay as Shuri or something, but avoid, mm-hmm. you know, just don't, just don't black hair things. Use your regular yeah. hair <laughs> or something. I don't, you know, something like that is fine. And there's so many ways to interpret it. Like I've seen people go, okay, this character has a curl, has an afro, afro, and they'll just do a curly wig. It, it'll be fine. Like a curly wig is close enough. If the character is dreads, you can just do, you know, plates, like just your own hair braided or like something that's more like of a chunk look, but not clearly not dreads. Like I've seen people do all sorts of stuff, or they do like ringlets. Like there's lots of options to not go into the dark place. Don't go to the dark place. Exactly. <laughs> it's it. not for your hair Don't texture. Touch it. Like it nope. is the threading and braids and things are not made for certain types of hair. Yeah. And, and most I always of those like, wigs look like crap. I'm gonna be do honest. They so bad. Some of them look so bad. I mean, there are nicer ones now made by black people, but they weren't made for that. Don't be yeah. buying it for that. Right. I like every time I see like a person wearing like real like having dreads in their hair or has braided their hair, they're not supposed to be doing that. You know. Uh, I'm just like, well, karma's going to come back at you from stress-based alopecia. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to come out. You will have no hairline at the end of this. So, karma. <laughs> oh, you know, I look at those, like, Afro wigs 
and they look either like the rainbow clown wig I had when I was five, <laughs> or they look like every bad perm that a man in the 80s had. Like, yeah. those are your options. Don't wear them. They're not good. They're bad. Oh, good. That's not what I heard. Someone had just posted uh, uh, in our one of our cosplay groups, like, it was um, Mackay Pfeiffer when he did uh, uh, Mile High, and he had that dreaded wig. I don't know. If Mile High, or are you talking about Eight Mile? Eight Mile, that's it. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was a different Eight Mile, when he had that dreaded wig, and then it was like the king from Walking Dead, and um, no. Uh, what well, the guy who is the star of Blackish? Like he had a dreaded wig at one point too, oh. and someone had did from one to five. Like which wig is best? <laughs> and there was another guy from Walking Dead, a black man that had like a braided Afro wig. I don't know if you guys watched that show, but what the comparison? I can't, zombie just, I can't watch. Someone was like through one through five. Which which wig? <laughs> <laughs> Which wig is the worst? And I was literally all of them. <laughs> <laughs> these are all trash. They're all, They're all bad. All bad. You know, and I'm like, these are like, you know, probably like really expensive wigs that were made. Mm-hmm. But they just did such a bad spent all that money and did such a bad job. Yeah. I feel bad. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a sidebar, but as somebody who loves wigs very much, like when I spot one in when I'm watching TV, I'm like, I have mm. better wigs than that that I wear sometimes <laughs> for fun yeah. and you have all of this money I know. <laughs> and that's what you put on your head. That's right. The cosplayers are those judgmental people about wigs on, on set. You're just like, yes. hey, like how Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was watching, I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I just sat in for like one since my sister watches it and I was like, what did they do to her hair? Like, oh, no. like <laughs> which, Or was which, it The Witcher? Yeah. The Witcher was bad too. I was the like, oh yeah, they the had some wig. They had some bad ones. <laughs> Yeah, and that I know cosplayers a, before the Witcher show came out that have way better wigs. Right? Right. Like 10 more minutes and a, a different hairline would have saved that. But yeah. <laughs> what do I know? So you did mention some alternatives. Like, I can think of one character where I think of the hair, the textured hair, natural textured hair is really key to portraying who that character is. The one I'm thinking of is Moss from IT Crowd. Like, I think if you don't have a side parted afro, you're going to look like Stuart from Mad TV. Um, so, like, if you have a character like Moss, where his hairstyle is so key to communicating who he is, yeah, is yeah. that somebody that you should just avoid if you don't have natural textured hair or if you're not a person of color? I don't, you know what? I saw a guy at Dragon Con that did Moss, <laughs> and I was so excited because he was a white guy. He didn't play in his skin, you know, or anything like that. And he did, it was like a regular curly wig, mm-hmm. not like Moss's Afro texture, but, but like it was just a regular curly. curly wig that he parted, you know, mm-hmm. down the center, down the side, like Moss does, and with a little triangle thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Sides. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I really yeah. did. 
you know, and this was like, even before I had watched IT Crowd, um, you know, I didn't really know too much about it. I actually only started watching it because I heard that he was a perspective for Doctor Who. And it was like, yeah. yes, they're bringing a colored man onto the show as the Time Lord. <laughs> no, they didn't do it. <laughs> you know, so I started watching the show and I was like, okay, that's cool. Oh, that's the, oh, he did that. He did that good. You know? And I, I don't even think that he'd ever cosplayed before, mm. but at the same time, he was being cognizant of making yeah. sure that he wasn't appropriating anything so he i i like i i give so much props to that guy because i think he did an amazing job you know and, and jarek i got a chance to take a photo with him i i did it because i was too shy um but it was it was so cool because they you know they had both um moss and uh i forgot the name of the other guy is but really um, yeah um so you know they had them just walking around and you obviously knew Aww. where they were from mainly because of Moss, obviously. <laughs> but Roy know, just looks like any other guy at a con. Exactly, yeah. Like any other IT nerd guy, right? Just walking around. Came from like, work. I just I loved it. I absolutely, I, I appreciated it very much because he did, I think he did a really good job. So even in cases like that, there is a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. There is a way to make it respectful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't know. one of those weird kinky wigs or anything like that. Like he... He, uh, it was like a weird, like a, I want to say it was like a, um, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Raggedy Ann. Or oh, okay. Little Orphan uh, Annie, maybe? Little, little yeah. Orphan Annie. Little like spiral. one of those kind of wigs. Yeah. Oh, right? uh-huh. That, like, that brown color. Yeah. So it was like mm -hmm. really curly um, mm -hmm. with a brown color and he just parted it and yeah. all that other stuff. So wig wasn't the greatest, but... Um, it was still better than him like going out and getting like some afro wig or something like that and trying to do the hairstyle what about what about if we take the hair part out of it and we talk about other things that are extremely important to culture like with coco coming out we've got dia de los muertes imagery we've got all of anime with kimonos being a big part of the character design for a lot of those things that how does that Oof. play into this conversation? Because we that don't want to culturally that appropriate is. important things to people's culture. Yeah. And I want to say, like, the cultural appropriation is when you are, and you mentioned this earlier in your definition, but just to kind of reunify it, like, uh, you, mm -hmm. it is when you take things from another culture without the permission from that culture to engage yeah. in it and yeah. sort of co-author something that you don't really have the right to be co-authoring. Yeah. So for example, um, I think I mentioned, I studied abroad in Japan, I've worked there, I was an interpreter for a little bit, and like I've done a bunch of stuff in Japan. Um, so I, I have a deep love and respect for Japanese culture, but I do not wear my kimono around town just because it's fun to wear. Like I wear it yeah, to specific yes. events. Don't and do that. Kind of, right, like just why, first of all. And like while kimono aren't not all kimono are considered like sacred cultural garbs. I understand how like my Japanese friends and Japanese Americans and like to a larger extent Asian Americans because we're really bad about discerning populations here mm -hmm. uh, get treated as a result of culture. So I just don't wear it here to kind of respect that. And even though I know that my intention of wearing kimono isn't to be a jerk, I, I recognize that how this is sometimes viewed and how sometimes like my you know, friends and families and colleagues and other Asian Americans are treated here. So I just wear it to cultural events that represent Japan. And, uh, you know, and I go to a lot of anime cons, so you always see people wearing, you know, kimono and doing all this and that. And I think if you're cosplaying a sp specific character with a specific kimono, that's, that's generally seen. And I'm not Japanese, so I'm, I'm not the authority on this, but this is just kind of the information I've gathered 
um, from speaking with folks, it's, it's fine. But maybe don't like, you know, make your so-called geisha look. Just avoid all that altogether. Don't like all that stuff on. And, uh, you know, wear things in context appropriate times. Um, and the kind of with, even with like Dia de los Muertos or other cultural holidays that you might not share, wear those in places where you are invited to do so from mm -hmm. that future. Yeah. Just avoid it. Yeah. Like there's so many things you can cosplay that are off that are culture free or don't have you know a sacred like meaning or a ritual or anything like that and don't belong to like marginalized groups just mm -hmm. cosplay that like if, sometimes yeah. they're just things that are off limits we can think things are very beautiful and wonderful and, and they're just not something you have access to and that's okay we have to be okay with not having access to everything this is a preschool concept like sometimes <laughs> the pencil that timmy is using is not your pencil so just buy your own pencil or oh get something gosh. else Makes me so angry. Oh, I like it. I like a lot no, of things. No, I, I like a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, right? Damn it. <laughs> so here, yeah. Tiffany, I wanted to play characters. Oh, sorry. Like, sorry. <laughs> no, Monica, let's let's hear from you. Go, Monica. I I'm always at a loss for cosplaying characters that are Asian, and you know. It, to put it in context, you know, I I'm at a loss whether I should cosplay Moana or Mulan, or if that's appropriate for me because I'm Asian and I'm a Pacific Islander, you know, technically. But do I even cosplay these characters? Is it even okay for me to cosplay these characters because I don't have any Chinese background? I don't have any Maori or, or Hawaiian background, so should I even attempt to cosplay these characters? Like that's something up to this day, I still try to stay away from because I, I just don't know if that's going to be offensive or, you know, anything like that. So what are your guys' take on that? So I, just something that I, I always like ask about. I, I, it's, I think it's, that does speak to making assumptions about a person's culture a lot and not understanding a person's culture. Cause I don't think people would look at you as an Asian person and think you shouldn't cosplay as Mulan, yeah. but you're not Chinese where, it, and also, you know, People who are from China are not strictly a traditionally looking Chinese person. There are black people in China. There are white people who live in China. Yeah. There are black people who live in Mexico. There are white people who live in Mexico and Asian people who live in Mexico. So people have cultures that don't necessarily reflect what we think of, mm -hmm. what we think their culture is supposed to look like. So I don't have an answer for you, but I can say it's an interesting perspective to think it's not all about how we look. There's also a lot more behind that. Yeah, I, I a lot of goes, people. Oh. Yep, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say that I think that just goes a lot into because there's a difference. There's appropriation and there's appreciation, right? And and that's what I wanted to ask Tiffany about. It's like, you know, when you, you know, when you when it is about you know you making sure that you appreciate the culture, at being respectful you know, and asking, you know, if you're invited to an event, is it okay? You know, if I, if I get a chance to do this, you know, can I dress up like this? Or, you know, I, I've been in situations where, you know, if we had huge Nigerian parties and um, 
my partner is was obviously not Nigerian, you know, I'd get them an outfit just so they wouldn't feel like they would, you know, standing out and everything. And they felt like, felt more comfortable because everyone's, you know, wearing like the same outfits. I know now that, I mean, I've been wearing a lot of my traditional wear um, to like big events. Um, I actually just did a photo shoot, you know, with an outfit that my mom got me from Nigeria too. So I think it's, it's honestly about like, no, um, Monica, no one's going to go up to you and say, you're not Asian enough to be, you know, Mulan or anything. So I'll fight them. Yeah. So, I know. It's like if they do, I will no. fight them. I will make them disappear. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh no. Edit that part out. Please. Kind of like what I wanted to, to bring up because Here's, here's the thing, like a lot of a lot of cosplayers say, if it's Disney, it's yeah. free game, which is yeah. not not yeah. always the case. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think not a lot of people are aware about that because, for example, like characters like Tiana, or you know, you really have to be mindful how you cosplay these characters, and just because it's Disney you know, it doesn't make it right if you, I don't know, some. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, Disney is also has a very mm, colored yeah. history of messing oh, things up. Yes. Uh, case in point, Pocahontas. I think that's very uh, oh, salient, <laughs> timely example uh, yeah. of things that we shouldn't be cosplay. But kind of to your yeah. point, Monica, I feel like, you know, there's, it's not really an easy answer. I think there is, sometimes you can speak to like, diaspora this is probably larger than we want to get into but for me personally I am black but I don't necessarily have an ethnic root to tie myself to because of slavery and all that stuff was erased so we don't really have a you know a I suppose a a cultural backdrop for which I can like call on like being Nigerian or like you know West African I don't have that so I'm cognizant of that if I'm picking characters if I look at characters that have you know um prints or designs or aesthetics from those cultures because even though I am black I'm not part of it um and I don't think well by and large I don't think anybody's gonna blink they don't know when <laughs> I think racism sometimes <laughs> works to your like I won't I don't want to say advantage but like sometimes people are just like oh it's a black person they're probably it's probably fine <laughs> so I don't think anyone would say anything <laughs> but like because of what I believe in, in terms of cultural appropriation like you know I I think that sometimes it's important to interrogate but I also think Moana is based off of a specific, and I'm not Pacific Islander, so again, I'm not speaking with any kind of authority on this matter, but this is just kind of how I'm interpreting it. It's not a real culture, it's just based off of a culture, if I I remember the storyline correctly, right? Mm -hmm. So even though, um, if you have kind of that Pacific Islander um, cultural heritage that was drawn on from the movie or drawn kind of used to in the movie, I think that would be, it sounds like that would be okay. And I think Mulan, as an example, um, it's again that Mulan was a, is originally a Chinese folktale that uh, is fiction. It's not real, but like it was a, a Chinese folktale. But it's not quite the same thing as like Pocahontas, which is like a real mm-hmm. person who was, real person. Yeah. you know, horribly treated. <laughs> yeah, like it was a really and a, they just like bastardized that story. <laughs> like <I'll> yeah, <laughs> like, they just made like, a whole other story. <laughs> what is this? Right. Like so uh. so it's a little different of a context than that. So and again, not I'm not Chinese either. So I, I speak no authority on the topic. But I think yeah. sometimes uh if you have I think if you're if you have a question about it, then this it's okay just to not do it. You know, just don't worry about it and still play something yeah. else. But I also think yeah. that sometimes it is helpful in interrogating your own 
um, identity in a lot of ways. Like I think thinking about cosplay and who I can cosplay as, and I don't even, I looked at this even when I cosplay as the Dora Milaje, I'm not even real. Like it's not even a real group of people, but I was like, this is really interesting. I'm thinking more about, you know, being black, but not necessarily having a cultural root to a specific black, or to a specific mm -hmm. culture within the African diaspora. Like, what does that mean if I chose to cosplay somebody else? And so, you know, I think that's, it's, it makes it interesting. It's an interesting problem, but I feel like, again, if you're just not comfortable with it, cosplay is totally choose your own adventure, so you can mm -hmm. avoid yeah, it altogether. <laughs> I think it's definitely complicated and like, you kind of have to approach each one differently because it also comes down to like, if it's animated or it's like a movie, there's a costume designer who either was like inspired by a culture. Like, so for example, with Black Panther, Yes, it is not a real actual culture. There's no Wakanda. Uh, no, I know it is in <laughs> Nigeria. Okay, sorry, sorry. There's a there's an actual Wakanda. It's in Nigeria. It's real. It's in Nigeria. Nigeria. Is it really? Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I'm hopeful. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I, like, I thought she... I had a good grasp of it. But she did like, you know, research and pulled inspirations from a lot of different cultures. And like some of Disney's more recent stuff, like Moana, for example, they started tapping a little more closely into the cultural thing. So there's some things that you like when the whole, um, uh, oh God, I'm really forgetting. But the they put out that costume for kids that had the Oh my God, the, the Maui costume. Oh my God. Oh. It was like a hot mess. It was like just don't include the tattoos, you guys. Just don't or make up some like nonsense tattoos. Don't don't mm, it was so don't. weird. Yeah, because so that was like a legit, really like Hawaiian that, you know, those are tattoos. Yeah, they put like legitimate that was a bad choice. Yeah. Like yep. so I feel like I've seen some people do like solutions to that where they're like, they'll just make up their own markings or something so you're not infringing on an actual culture right. don't do that don't do Same that thing with like someone talking about like some of the markings that were used in black panther were based on actual culture so it's like mm -hmm. maybe don't do the markings yeah. yep. if you find that out and just just either leave them off or do your own spin on it or just do like something that looks pretty um but you should research it because sometimes even you makeup trends know. are based on actual cultural markings um that's been its own like fire recently um <laughs> about people borrowing people's cultural uh markings for mm -hmm. pretty makeup but like um so like very very fantastical take on that like yeah. not even close but it's like got actual things like matador costumes and stuff like that so like i still was like well i'm not in any way from either culture but i'm gonna focus on the design that literally exists yeah. because then i'm not making anything up um and then uh one of the changes i was making the first version was based off of the movie and um how it was designed because it's more cartoony and then i'm reworking it to kind of match what matador out costumes actually look like to look more realistic unrealistic human proportions mm -hmm. but i would look at the real ones now mind you you could anyone can hire like someone to make one of those it's actually like something it's not like a culturally significant thing it's more of a job so it's like making something based off of a uniform so you, you have to be careful mariachi no no um like Matador? bullfighters okay yeah like middle what? matadors were you talking about coco because i was thinking you were talking about coco which i was thinking mariachi. book of, book of life book of okay, life okay i haven't seen yeah so now I really, understand yeah. why I now you get it <laughs> yeah those are very different things but yeah also yeah. like if you were to do a mariachi costume it is a job like it's not it's not like a 
high like important like it's just it's a job anyone could be a mariachi so it's not but there are like there was a, a situation where someone did something from overwatch and they decided to take a dance garb that was specific to a culture and then use that for the character design but it wasn't their culture and that's kind of where they got into hot water so it's like when you decide to come up with creative takes if it's not your culture maybe don't use that when you tried to embellish on something that's where it starts to get into the bad territory and so don't it's like yeah don't touch it like <laughs> make sure you research or ask somebody or something and if it's something that's like specific and has a deep tie maybe don't go there so like some people are like oh can i do makeup from coco can i do characters from book of life because they do have like sugar skull painting if you do exactly the design that the character has it's complicated but you're still in a safer zone because you're following what was put on a public screen if you make up your own yeah the, the party city get, yeah it's the party city bags like don't oh god don't, danger zone danger don't uh, be yeah. a sugar skull no, along with that i just want to like mention so you know the, we don't live in a vacuum so even things that are like culturally insignificant i'll kind of back to kimono just for a second like you can tell was like a summer spring kimono they're not like really it's not like a sacred garb or anything it's like a almost a casual version of that mm -hmm. uh even though it's not like a big deal in japan <clears throat> it is those are things that are often used to be stereotyped here in the united states so again like even japanese people in japan do not generally don't care what we do with their stuff here because they're in japan and they're the people of power in that country of you know country so they don't really care too much about what's happening here so um, if you ask a lot of Japanese people what they feel about you know, chemo, the whole cultural appropriation thing, they're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but like here, obviously, you know, Japanese Americans and Japanese people that live here and Asian Americans to a larger extent mm -hmm. also get that same, get, you know, the racism behind it. So mm -hmm. even though things that might like not be culturally significant in their host country, they are used as racialized stereotypical things here so you have to be cognizant of what's kind of going on in both places i think which is part of the appreciation aspect we need to be aware of what's going on for the whole entirety of the piece it's not just like oh i really want to throw on this really pretty cosplay like i love the way that it looks you gotta like do your due diligence to like make sure you're up on the you know what's happening yeah and we take time to research our, our cosplays and everything too yep. so within that time you can definitely you know, reach out. Like I've had plenty of times where cosplay friends will send me a message and say, Hey, I'm working on this specific cosplay. Um, you know, is there anything that you think that I should not do? And I'm, and I, I am absolutely forthcoming when it's like, well, yeah, please do not, you know, contour with very oh, darker I shades. <laughs> you don't need to do that. You can still do the cosplay without, you know, darkening your skin and everything. And I'm so appreciative of my friends, you know, for taking the time out to actually ask those questions and make sure that they are being as appropriate as possible. I think that um, opens up a, a conversation topic of whitewashing because we, you know, it, we do say that cosplay is for everyone. Anyone can cosplay any character, regardless of your size, your race, whatever. Um, with as long as we're not appropriating culture or or doing blackface. But then, how do we avoid whitewashing? Like, 
is is it possible to avoid whitewashing? Is that just an inevitability that we're going to have to acknowledge when it comes to doing things like that? You know, this is kind of my thought on it. Sorry, I talk a lot. <laughs> Abby might be able to speak on this one too, but I've always think of, thought of whitewashing as more of an industry thing. It is not so much the day-to-day, -day, like cause, like your average cosplayer. It's when you're taking an opportunity that was given to a POC or was cast as a POC or was originally designed as a POC and then putting a white person in that person's spot. Yeah, It's not so much like, you know, your average cosplayer cosplaying as T'Challa. Like, it's not so much that. And this is what I hear from a lot of white cosplayers is this fear that they're going to be accused of whitewashing, which is somehow, I guess, they think worse than being called the N-word on the internet. Um, you know, I, it's just like this anxiety about being accused of whitewashing, I think is oftentimes greater than the actual accusations that happen. Mm -hmm. First of all, the whitewashing accusations usually happen from other white people that don't know what that means. And two, I think it is, again, kind of a blown up fear of, of, uh, of, of uh, cosplaying as people of color because they don't understand what racism is. Yeah. So generally speaking, I think it's it's fine to cause on the day-to-day -day level cause cosplaying as people of color that's okay which is not really a big deal is again as long as you avoid the whole appropriation and race facing thing um whitewashing i think is a term that should be used more in like where you're being paid to do something Absolutely. so if you're being cast yeah. Yeah. or if you're being you know um used to model or something like that mm -hmm. you see this in like disney princess groups if you're yeah. you know a white person like skin darkening to be jasmine or something like that is uh. Uh, not only racist, but like whitewashing. So yeah. <laughs> uh, the character. So, but I, yeah, that's kind of like how I've always looked at it. Yeah, you literally hit like all the nails. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly, you know, a, a white actor being paid to take on the role of a minority actor. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's obviously been happening still in the film scene. You know. Oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many. So many. Uh, you know, there's literally memes going around of what's her face? Uh uh Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. So many. Scarjo as Harriet Tubman. Oh no. Had <laughs> <laughs> like an ongoing joke, that's who we're gonna cosplay. I need to cosplay Scarlett Johansson yes! playing as Harriet Tubman. Yes! Oh, next cosplay skit. <laughs> Uh, Emma Stone was an Asian person I know and want. Oh yeah, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. person in that um that Hawaiian movie. And yes, yes, yes. Constantly had to explain herself as the character that she had lineage to Hawaiian culture. I know. It's like all right, this is like the one millionth time like she had to bring this up in the movie just to yeah. It's like they were trying to make sure it was okay. <laughs> and I like did not get that for the longest time, and then I read them like, oh, oh, that's why they kept doing that. <laughs> if you know you're doing it wrong, then why? Don't hire her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Easy. There's so many other Hawaiian actors that are literally out there. Exactly. You know, like maybe in the state of Hawaii. I know. <laughs> You guys are there. <laughs> you know, it's literally called what? It was like called Hawaii or something like something that. Something like right? that, yeah. Aloha. It's Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. Yeah. It's Aloha. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't actually watch it. It looked like a really bad movie. Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> I remember that whole thing. I uh, but yeah, you know, whitewashing literally goes along with, um, you know, all of these characters who were specifically made for people mm -hmm. of color. You know, and they have been recast, you know, uh, as um, a vanilla person, okay. uh, you know, and it's, and it's hard because the film community is so um, 
it's it's really hard for people of color to break into the film community. You know, for the longest time, they always had the same POCs playing the mm -hmm. same roles, yep. you know, over and over again. And it's like, you realize there's a slew of actors <laughs> that are out there that you can grab onto. <laughs> Not <laughs> everyone is Michael B. Jordan. Everyone, right? And he's always a bad guy. That's what kills yes, me, too. Yeah. Like, and I love him because he literally went to high school with my brother. <laughs> What? Yes. How do you have all these connections? He, he, I know, he, went to, he went to arts high school in Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> and that was the same same high school that my brother went to. He's like, you know, I know Michael B. Jordan. I was like, fudge you. <laughs> One thing I think about the cultural appropriate, or not, I'm sorry, the whitewashing that's happening in, in media is it's not just taking jobs away from people of color and Black people. It's also rewriting history in a way like yes. um if you watch the stonewall movie yeah there's no people of color in that movie and stonewall was just people of color that was those were the people who started or who were involved in that event same thing with i just learned that disco was primarily queer and it was primarily black and then mm -hmm. saturday night like or saturday night fever came out and then all of a sudden, everybody thought it, it was people who looked like John Travolta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and whitewashing is not just taking jobs away. It's also changing how people mm -hmm. think about very significant cultural moments. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if you're not a part of that, you, that yeah. that's the only exposure you get. Especially and in, like, the smallest ways. There's so many... Um, movies like I there was like a list I saw once where it was like all these movies based on a true story where they like massively whitewashed it and it was like I think one was just like called 21 where it was a bunch of kids who did like uh, conned like a casino <coughs> card counting and then it turned out I learned later that the, like the main kid was Asian who yep. was like the main starring character and like the yeah. main role is a white guy and I was like yeah. what he got robbed like <laughs> so many and it's just like a little tiny thing but there's so many movies like that where they're like we yeah that person was a black person but nah, we just put like I don't know Nicolas Cage get in there Nicolas Cage is playing everybody <laughs> yeah every, everybody's Nicolas Cage in this movie but it's just like little things like that people get affected by like how they think history went which is why I cannot and the greatest showman but that's another story mm. wait oh no mm. we have to talk about that then <laughs> on another time because i need to know about that's that another seriously. time okay. <laughs> after well, we're done well and i get when you're telling a story in a movie for narrative purposes yeah or time constraints you sometimes can't have as many players in the mm. story yeah. as there really was there but it always seems to be the people of color that are removed from that yeah. story that's, as opposed yeah. to joe schmo in his khakis that's what, like, I don't understand why so many people were so angry about Hamilton. You know, it's like, I, I get it, but it's like a play on, on what happened in U.S. history. It doesn't necessarily mean that's everything that happened, you know, because there are aspects of, of Hamilton that, that have absolutely been blotted out. You know, some people were saying that Hamilton was actually queer, you know, and had a very close relationship with some of the friends that he was with and everything. But it's like, people crap on it so much because it's only people of color in there and, da -da 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 -da. and i was like can you just let that just one show it's literally one show where you guys have an entire freaking history <laughs> of decades you know of doing this like i, I just i i'm still trying to understand i really they don't it's, they don't like it when it's flipped back on them they're like oh yeah. wait this is what we've been dealing with since yeah. like 
beginning of the industry. So yeah. like, the center of attention. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> we take like one play. <laughs> you'll survive, I promise. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was just that, you know, we can all point at instances where it's offensive. We can all say, ooh, that's blackface, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. But there are places where it's not as cut and dry. Um, and and that can be harder to navigate when it's not, you know, using shoe polish on your face. Um, so let's just touch on that a little bit, um, particularly tanning. I think that is something that can come up. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm so, I'll set up. I talk a lot. <laughs> okay, it, so if anybody other than Tiffany wants to contribute to that oh, part Tiffany, of the conversation, jump in. If not, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> So, please, pop off for a moment. Go for it. Black face (laughs) or brown face, race facing is the act of darkening your skin regardless of how dark it is. It does not matter if you go two shades darker, one shade darker, or if you put on the shoe polish. It is still black face if you are trying to mimic the real look of a real existing race. Like, there's no, I like, well, I just tanned a little bit. I actually did a poll because this is maybe a cultural thing for me. I have no idea. I had no idea why people. I don't get it. It does not make sense to me. I'm not really an outdoorsy person, so I don't get going to be out in the sun. So I did like a poll of asking like my white friends, like, why do you even why? <laughs> what is the point? And so they had all these like really interesting reasons that were, you know, not just trying to look dark. Like I guess it shows muscle definition or there's a vitamin vitamin thing. I don't know. Anyway, there was a lot of really interesting <laughs> for one. Or can. skin what? cancer. Well like being out in the sun. Warm. I don't know. It's like good for mental health, I guess. I haven't. I don't know. So that's what they were saying. It goes from very white to pink to bright red. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> get it. I'm like, hey, whatever. This world is hard. If being out in the sun makes you happy. Then fine. You know, that's yeah. that's not an issue. Yeah. It is specifically if you're tanning to look like a specific group, of, like a, a real lived racial experience. So I have this. I've answered this question probably 500 times like the past year. Like, well, what if I went out to the beach and then I had a plan to be Storm and I'm a white cosplayer and I got darker? It's not blackface. If you are just out living your life and you get tan or you go tanning and then you just suddenly like, oh, I, I'm, I forgot I'm wearing my Storm cosplay this weekend. So I put it on. I'm darker than I am in my other pictures. Mm-hmm. That's not blackface. It is when you are specifically doing it to mimic the lived race of another person. Um, Obviously, the court of public opinion is different. No one's going to know what your weekend plans were, so they're not going to know that you were like out at the beach and just got tan. So be prepared to have that conversation. I think that's another kind of thing. You're going to have to be prepared to have the conversation. Yeah, you have to be prepared. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not. It's not like it's. It's not cut and dry. People don't have the entire story from looking at a picture. So just, it's just something you have to deal with. Um, So it's only if you're doing it to mimic people of color. It is not honoring us. We do not like it. It does not look good. I don't know why people, like, they just don't know how black skin functions. How many people have you seen that are black faces and also color their palms? They're like, what are you doing? This is not how black people look. But anyway, sorry, my whole spiel is just like, it is <laughs> only if you've been going around for days, but like, truly, only if you're darkening your skin to look like real live people, then it's black face, full stop, no argument, there's no debate, there's no gray area, that is what it is. Basically, if you can take it off, after you do that cosplay and then do another cosplay the same day or even like two days later and look paler, no, that's just, just no. don't do it for the yeah. intent of, yeah, you should, just don't you do should, it there should not be a, I mean, like, like you were saying, like you go out and you ended up tanning cause you were outside, whatever, or you like mm-hmm. your summer tan skin and you do that just cause you normally do it. That's fine. But if you did it just for that costume, 
that's where it's not okay because now you make it's really no different than putting the makeup on it's just slightly little longer lasting but you did it just for that that's not okay now one thing i have i do know pocs also tan and some are pale and um i do have friends i mean i i tan a tiny bit but not like crazy drastic and it has come up like what if i've tanned and I have two different foundations, or one part of me tanned and another part of me didn't tan. That's like that's me. a whole. That's, <laughs> it happens. It's a whole other. Like my one of my cosplay partners, she's Native American, and she showed me this picture. She's like, "Here's my leg, and here's my stomach, and there are two other colors." It's my life too. <laughs> we're about to do like we're like in like like more exposed. <laughs> she was like, "I have to fix this. I can't. I can't look too colored." So that is different. That is you matching what's already you. That's yeah. not you changing something else. Like it's okay to be making sure that your skin looks even if that's what you want. But oh, the struggle, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you have a paler foundation that you don't use times of the year and putting that on, or the reverse, like your darker foundation you put on in winter, that's that's not okay. Yeah. That. You know what you're doing now. Like, come on. If you know it's not what you look like underneath, don't be doing it. So. Just a little bit. A little bit is a little too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I do think about, like, Jack Sparrow cosplayers, where it's, where he's tan because he's us. He's out on a ship all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, if, if you are a white person and you want to look like a very tan white person, then okay. You want to look like a tan white person, but you're not looking like a different race. Yeah, exactly. I truly don't worry about what other white people are doing with other white people. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will never worry about what other white people are doing about other white people. <laughs> that sounds worse than I mean, but like truly, yeah, right? It's, it's not. Like, you've got it's enough not. to worry about. That's another white person as another white person that just happens to be sea hardy and like rugged. Yeah. And like another thing that used to be a big deal, it's coming back, which I don't understand, is like taping your eyes to look more Asian. Why? And it's the fox yeah. eye Why look. And it's like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Like, this was, this is some Mickey Rooney, like, exactly. you know, <laughs> nonsense. I, the I thing just... is, is foxes don't even look like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, have I you seen know. a fox? Like, they don't even no. look like that. Like, that's not what a fox looks like. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what are you doing? doing? <laughs> what is wrong what? with you? <laughs> what fox? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I, it's like it's so funny seeing like things you think would have died out come back into rotation yeah. and just like oh, i just put a little tape girl you were cosplaying oh. as sailor moon what part <laughs> of her eye even looks like like not only is it racist but what are you trying to accurately oh represent God. here like what are you doing it's oh, that is not <laughs> you watched anime nobody's eyes look like that it's certainly not gonna get that with tape so it's just like it's people oh. find new and inventive ways of being racist i guess well, I also see people accused of doing blackface when they're doing like Shadow Link or Peter Pan's Shadow. And God. It's like, you do realize that the word blackface doesn't literally mean the color black, right? <laughs> Hence the tanning, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I see them doing like dark elves too. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like the drow character. Yeah, dark elves. Yeah. I think you have to be careful because even, I mean, I don't know, maybe if you guys are going to a con and you just happen to see something out of the corner of your eye, you're like, what is that? Because we still see people doing blackface. Like, like, I have the cognitive ability to be like, oh, that's just a dark place for crying. Yeah. I yeah. think you could be safe. Again, poor public opinion, right? So I think yeah. you could be safe by like add some blue highlights or like, yeah. you know, put some contour on there. So like, it's not like, 
that person's cosplaying as a racial like, caricature because it still happens. But like, you know, just as a safety measure for yourself, like just put a little, you know, contour in there uh-huh. and like maybe add some shimmer shimmer so that people know that you're not trying to be a real person. Um, but recognize like knee jerk still happens. I'm going to prioritize safety over accuracy, I guess, sometimes. So I'm like, well, uh, you know, this person's probably not going to, is probably not in blackface, but you know, it takes like a couple extra seconds to realize, okay, this is what's happening. It's not like, you know, there are characters out there that you should not cosplay that are like totally black. I'm gonna say Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball. Yes, Z. Mr. Popo. Oh, oh, Mr. Popo. You remember? They finally oh, made him blue because oh. they're like. Oh. I remember seeing a Mr. Popo cosplay at a, and I was like, oh no, oh baby no, don't, don't <laughs> no, do you it. Didn't. That is based off of a of a caricature. I was like, don't do Mr. Popo. India. Yeah, it's not. That was the intention from the art style. It is yep. blackface. It is bad. Same thing with Jinx from Pokemon. I had somebody walk out of the panel on me on this match. It was pretty funny because she disagreed. But I'm like, the facts are there. I can't, you can be mad at facts if you want. But uh. well, I mean, even if you look at original Black Panther, like the character designs for M'Baku is bad. Like, don't do original M'Baku. Don't. <laughs> do it. don't go there. Don't do it. Don't uh-uh. And do also, that. anything Man from the High Castle really squicks me out. I was in that show. You what? Were? Oh. <laughs> if you watch the very first episode, you'll see me on the bus. Really? Right oh behind God. Alexa Davalos. Yeah. We yes. actually we actually ended up being friends after that because she grew up in England too. Aww. Oh my God. Abby, yeah. you were like a spider web. I know. <laughs> it seems like every two sentences, I also did that. I know that person. Like, who are you? You're some kind of mythical being. <laughs> I think you're like Stand. every new friend I get on Facebook when I'm like, sure, add friends. And then I'm like, how do you, how are we co-friends with this person? Yeah. They don't. <laughs> like I work with somebody who's also friends with someone from high school. And I'm like, what? Yeah. How's this, yeah, how is yeah, this real life? If you watch the very first episode, you'll see me. I No makeup. Awesome. I'm in a hat and it doesn't look like me. And it's so funny because people will be like, so I was watching this show and and I swear to God, I saw someone that looked like you. And I was like, why? Do you think all black people look alike? And they were like, no, 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 that's not what I was trying to say. And I was, I was like, no, I'm, I'm joking. It was. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, yeah, that show was hard. That show was really hard. Yeah. And, we, and were, I fr- we were there when they were throwing away the swastika signals, uh, oh. uh, armbands, because they were originally supposed to have that on the uniforms. But people were just like, mm. nope. They're like, <laughs> and i've seen people defend it being like it's a really great recreation of that costume and i'm like i am uncomfortable i don't like do you think people want to really see you walking around with that do you want to be the bad guy today like did that happen at rose city comic-con there was a guy walking around in a nazi uniform man from high castle and then somebody did a nazi uniform but replaced all the swastikas with hello kitty faces yeah Oh wow! <laughs> and it was that's a choice, I guess. That's and it was, and they're like, like, "No, it's mocking them." And I'm like, "I still feel real uncomfortable." It's a little <laughs> weird, buddy. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that show was hard. It was really, really hard. Uh, but it, you know, they they were did their final season, I think, last year. Yeah. The book is literally 14 pages long, so I'm not even Wait, sure what? how they got that many <laughs> oh seasons God. out of that tiny ass. I did not know it was that, that tiny little book. Yeah, the book is literally like that long. It's oh it's God. horrible, but the show, the premises of the show, was cool, right? It was yeah. like this timeline that happened, but it wasn't a real timeline, and it was people 
fighting to make the real timeline come back, right? Instead of this alternate universe kind of thing where Germany took over America and, and Japan. And then so now everyone from Japan was a, a Nazi. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, when you're looking at things like that, like I'll go and see a stage production of Sound of Music and there are people dressed as Nazis there. And you're like, there we go. We've got this, this is part of this story, but I don't want to see somebody walking around as Rolf at, at a, a con. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like think of your time and space. And I, yeah. I have questions about sometimes people recreating things. Just, I think a lot of people use its historical accuracy in recreating certain things when they could just avoid it. Uh, just for, just so they could have that shock tactic. I'm like, oh, they're just yeah. using the excuse that it's historically accurate. But yeah, nobody wants to see your Nazi uniform at a con. You're just doing it so you can get the attention. Like mm -hmm. no one was, you know, it's not we know exactly what you're trying to do. And it's, yeah, it's, ridiculous. it's like, why do it though? Honestly, you know, you know, people are going to be pissed off. I mean, regardless of if they're even shocked, like you, people are going to be pissed off. Yeah, no one's going to be happy about it. So <laughs> no one's like that. that was no one's like, oh, 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 nobody says that. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it because they have an appreciation. Oh, so you have an appreciation of being a Nazi. I know, yeah, like, yes. what does that mean? <laughs> you know, you think I'm looking at your Nazi uniform and being like, those seams are so straight. No, I'm like, I'm a Nazi. <laughs> God. Well, I'm just pretending. Look, I'm not, again, I would rather prioritize safety than accuracy. I'm not going to worry whether or not you're a real Nazi. But if you have the time and energy and effort to spend the money on a costume like this, this is good enough for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're almost coming up to the end of our of our outline with with a question that a lot of people have, which is, can white folks cosplay black and people of character or people of color characters? And I know the the answer is yes. Dot dot dot. But yes. <laughs> yes, so let's be. talk about what happens after that. Dot dot dot. Uh, Monica, do you want to tackle that? Uh. You put your name on it, or I put. Monitor you, so. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a, on a loss for words with that. It's because um, it, this whole conversation changes what I used to know and what, I, what I'm knowing. Um, because a lot of the times, you know, just like what we were discussing earlier, it's okay to cosplay whatever character as long as you don't change the color of your skin intentionally to accurately match that character um there is always a line that you need to draw when it comes to darkening your skin and whatnot um don't ever yeah just don't ever do that don't don't ever use wigs that would mimic black culture um but yeah it's just I know I'm, I'm part of this panel, but it's it's really opening my eyes on a lot of these issues. And I thank you ladies for that. Because there's still so much I need to learn about it, you know? And I know that, um, man, I, I'm just at a loss for words. <laughs> so, it, it is so hard. Um, you know, like people people just assume that they know what's appropriate and what's not. But until they actually experience what people, um, POC cosplayers are going through, um, donning that cosplay or, or whatever, it's just not the same experience. 
Um, so yeah. <laughs> Any other people want to chime in? Um, I never have an issue with people. I mean, I've, I've seen like some amazing white storm cosplays, like absolutely beautiful. Uh, and I, I never really have an issue with people showing appreciation, you know, for certain characters. It's just when you take it to the next level, you know, and you're trying to obviously either tan or <laughs> my poor soul uh, <laughs> makeup. You know, it's just, I just, I can't. Like, I've, I've had so many fights with international cosplayers. Just so many, so many fights. It, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, if, it, on top of the fact that, like, if you are trying to be an international cosplayer and show your cosplays in other countries, you have to be cognizant of what those countries are dealing with and what they're going through. You know, just, just like it was said earlier, you know, especially with, with Japan and everything, you have to be cognizant of the culture and their feelings of it. Um, and ask questions. It is not hard for you to ask a question. It's literally a 10 second question. Sometimes it could be a little bit, you know, more of a conversation because you haven't talked to a friend in a while, you know, and you guys <laughs> talk about, you know, what is what is seen as appropriate and, and is not, especially because that opinion can possibly be voiced by so many other people, mm -hmm. you know, that you probably probably don't have access to. Yeah. You know, it's so funny, like for the longest time with this wig, I mean, the main reason why I wore this wig is because a lot of people thought this was my hair. And I was like, no, my hair is actually blonde underneath. And people were like, <laughs> your hair is not blonde. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, actually it is. See? <laughs> and they're like, the hell? <laughs> Like, do I need to whip my wig off? Because, you know, I used to do that when I was younger. So, um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's, it's literally like, like, people can be anything that they want to just, just don't feel like you can't go through the struggles and, and the racism and the stereotypes and the hatred, you know, that that person goes through in a normal everyday life for them. You know, it, it's not okay. It will never be okay. You know, just think of it as a situation of if I wore this costume um, in, you know, a supermarket, <laughs> you know, would you be okay with doing that? Would you be okay with people staring at you, you know, really strangely if they thought you were a different skin tone, clutching their perches, clutching their pearls, locking their door, you know, because that's literally what we have to deal with all the time, even from, you know, the tender age of young <laughs> day one <laughs> you know, one two three <laughs> so if let's say somebody follows all of this advice they do their research they don't darken their skin tone they're cognizant of the culture that they're that they're being inspired for their costume from and they're still accused of blackface or they're still accused of cultural Tag representation Tag Welcome me. to the club. I don't know. I guess yeah. it happens regardless. Like this is just social media. The nature of social media. People are going to be jerks, and people are going to get it wrong. And like, I I don't know. Personally, I just don't have the energy to like deal with other people that are going to cause drama on the internet. Like people are just going to do it. Yeah. I think what you can do to save yourself from backlash if you in responding incorrectly to an inaccurate accusation, because I think that's a thing too. Somebody accuses you of something. There's ways of gracefully handling it is yeah. to acknowledge why somebody 
how you might think that this was wrong. Like, okay, I can see, I'm, let's say, for example, your white cosplayer cosplaying a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody's like, you're whitewashing, or you're darker in this picture than the other one. You can say, you know, I understand the history of blackface. I get that, and, dark, and skin darkening, and I think it's really wrong and problematic. This is what happened. I went to the beach last weekend, and I just so happened to be in skin tone, in the skin tone. That's why I'm darker than my other pictures. This just happens because I can. Yeah, I've um, seen that. So you know, just just acknowledge why it's an issue rather than just immediately launching into this is cancel culture. You guys are so wrong and vilified. You know, it's just like yeah. just don't make it about. I guess Play I know no one likes to be attacked, but yeah, don't. Yeah. You know why it's happening? Either they're trolling or they really are concerned. Obviously, if they're trolls, don't worry about it. The people that are concerned probably have a reason to be concerned about it. So just address it, you know, with the knowledge base and uh, move on. Keep pushing. But like. You know, social media is social media. You can do everything right, and people are still going to have an issue with it. I don't think that should be your mantra. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do have you are doing something problematic and should be call, called on it. But you know, when those things do happen, I think you got to just gracefully, you know, acknowledge it. And I feel, I guess, I have a harder time feeling. I shouldn't say sympathetic because it is bad, but you know, <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm over here being called the N word, and you're being accused of race racism. Mm-hmm. A little bit yeah. of a difference here in importance. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, again I, I think people generally there are ways of handling it to not you know, be you know get yourself dragged in the process yeah also yeah. you know no no one person speaks for everyone else yeah. so you could talk to your friend and say is this okay like i'm trying my best to be respectful mm-hmm. is this okay and your friend is like great that doesn't mean that the next person you come across is going to react the same way. But it's the fact that you've taken the time out, you know, you've done your research and that's what I appreciate the most, you know, is those people who are actually thinking (laughs) and and researching like, oh, I'm going to do this. Wait, (laughs) hold on. And if it is a situation where you don't feel that you, that, it'll be done without you darkening your face and don't freaking do it. Yeah. Period. Don't do the cosplay. Find something else. There's so many. There's so many other things that are out there for you to play with. <laughs> New <laughs> shows are always coming out every single time. <laughs> so, so many options. Animes are always coming out. You yeah. do have options. Um, I think if we're going to, ha- I think it's important to ask populations that were, that you have questions about directly rather than just like, posting random things in like random groups. This is like one of my biggest pet peeves about this is that, you know, somebody will ask, well, hey, can I wear like a Native American headdress or an or, or, um, indigenous headdress? Mm-hmm. And they'll post it in a group full of just like white people and never even say, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking people from this particular culture about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I think it's important to, you know, part of the honoring or part of the respect thing is to be intentional about who you're asking. Don't just ask random you know, whoever on the internet, which is why those comments, that comment section always sets me off because there's always like that one, five or six people that are always like, oh, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. You cosplays for everyone. Yeah, like no one's going to do anything. They're just haters. And I'm just like, you don't have any idea of what you're talking about. Even if the answer is you can do it, it's still important to be, you know, cognizant of the populations that have the, give them the authority back since it was already taken. And and don't just go to that one yes friend who's like, oh, dad, don't do it. You're fine. Like, and then they like bring that one person up. Well, my one friend said, I'm like, Right. Well, the part of me wants to be like, you all probably know one black person who's going to let you call them the N-word. Do it. Yeah. Do it right now. Yeah. Do no. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just don't. Just don't, don't do it. it. <laughs> yeah. 
I gave you permission. Let's go. Seriously. It's like, oh, was that person a unicorn? Because I think you made that stuff up. Seriously. You know, I mean, I do know one guy who would let. I know one guy. We need to talk about this person. Oh, I got some stories. They are no longer. Well, they're in the shadow realm now. But anyway. (laughs) Some people, but you know. Anyway, that's all I wanted to add. It's like, ask people from those populations. Don't just ask your one person. And then, you know, when you're asking people to help you with, you know, navigating stuff, it's an incredible amount of emotional energy. It's kind of why I stopped doing it as much outside of like paneling and like things I agree to you because it is exhausting explaining your humanity to people. Yeah. Like it's just like, there's nothing more soul crushing than having to explain, hey, I'm a human and I have a right to exist. Yeah. And so these conversations are very laborious. And I think it's important to be cognizant of that, not just ask the one POC friend you have to like fact check all your stuff. There are people out there that will do it. And, you know, it'd be nice with a little money once in a while. You know, here's 15 bucks. Do you mind helping me work through this? I have a, ch- I have a price chart. <laughs> that's, the, you- that's exactly the reason why I do sensitivity oh, reading. You know, yeah. I, I, I was doing it for free for so long, you yeah. know, and I'd have people say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to write this character and um, I'm not the color of the character. And I was like, yeah, sure. It's $500 and I'll read your entire story. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and it's, it, that's what it is. It's sensitivity reading, you know, and it's, it's a market where we can actually finally get paid for all of the bullshit that we had to deal with, you know, for the mm-hmm. longest time. And, you know, I've got like literally two projects that I'm working on right now that wow. is, you know, making sure that, you know, the person is not trying to be as racist as possible. <laughs> Stereotypes happen, you know, yep. and, and it happens yep. a lot. And the, the reason I feel that a lot of people have a certain energy, you know, towards. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Shady. You're totally fine. Uh, the reason why people have a certain energy to certain people is because they've seen them portrayed in such a negative light for so mm. long. Exactly. You know, and that's one of the reasons why I did my, made my production company is so that we can finally start making stories that are not like that, you know, that actually show, you know, true portrayals of of people Mm -hmm. of color you know and and anytime i want to write a story about somebody else i make sure that i bring in a friend you know to write those parts to write those things that i that they would feel that person would say so i mean it's just it just makes sense there's so many different people that are out there that are in the same field as you why not have those open and honest conversations so you're not building most of your ideals off of stereotypes that you see mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if people don't understand what, what you all mean when you say emotional energy or mental energy to <laughs> give to something like this, think of that friend that texts you and you think in your head, oh, she gets I've got to respond. <laughs> like, like, that's a, tiny tiny little taste of what you were talking about mm-hmm. but we yeah, all like, we yeah, all like, have that person where you're just like i don't want i want to deal with this right now yeah it's like day and like it's that on top of living your like regular day-to-day life like you see people that are your same your skin folks getting murdered killed abused and all of these things all the time and then you have somebody that hops in your inbox and is like hey can i cosplay as black panther you know like it's just like and one more thing on your day <laughs> And I don't mind answering the question. I should say I don't mind answering it, but just it, it understand that it does take a lot of emotional energy. Oh, and I do think that, yeah, we, it, you're going to ask the hard, 
you know, level two, three questions that you should send some money to the people that are going to answer them for you. It's pay us for our time and our labor. Yep. It's hard. And, you know, and it took me a little a bit of time to like realize that I was like, why am I just so exhausted all the time? Like mm-hmm. mad. I just don't want to like, you know, and it's because I kept just fighting on the internet and like really breaking down so many things for people all the time. Mm-hmm. So now I've just stopped doing it as much. And I do it at cons or like at panels or things that like you yeah. know, I volunteer to do rather than just like open-endedly giving out that much energy and it, it really does suck the life out of you you're just like my god this person doesn't see me as a human being I have to explain that to them and so it's it's, it's rough and like on top of trying to live your day-to-day life you have to deal with it in cosplay too which is supposed to be like a fun you know like activity yeah, yeah. It, it, that's why I love doing the diversity panels like we we do a lot of diversity panels in, of representation you know whether it's in media or cosplay or whatever at different conventions and it's nice because there's like six of us talking about this stuff instead of it all just being one person you mm-hmm. know trying to take on the weight of <laughs> you know the the world and trying to explain to you why certain things are not okay you know it's 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 literally divvied up between multiple people you know they're answering multiple questions on you know, some very stupid ones too, but, you know, it's, it's literally them taking the time out. First of all, they're literally mentally preparing for this hour, this 50 minutes of, you know, having to, to leave themselves open, right? They're literally leaving themselves open to, to have these conversations because it is mentally, it's, it's so much, it is so much because it, it, and it pulls from being empathic you know, a lot of people of color are empathic because they've had to have so many raw emotions that they've dealt with for so many long periods of time that they're constantly dealing with their own emotions and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out a way of how to deal with it. You know, uh, again, we were not allowed to have mental conditions, you know, or just not allowed to be public about having mental conditions. And so, you know, it, it was definitely a stigma for, for men of color too for the longest time you weren't allowed to be emotional because that's considered weak yeah. well <laughs> being a human is being emotional so <laughs> um but yeah it, it literally it, it's it's a, a huge mental um stability game when you're constantly leaving yourself open to answer questions like that over and over again and i know yeah. that there are some people that are willing to do it I, for the longest time, was willing to do it, but, you know, since the protests happened, I just, because it was constant, right? It's like, well, you're my Black friend, yeah. so let me ask you these questions, and it was constant because this movement was happening, and I was like, you know what? I'm, so, I'm done. I'm so tired, <laughs> and it's like, I understood, finally, why some of my other cosplay friends were like, I'm not not going to do it. I'm not going to explain to them. There's Google. They can use Google to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it is a thing. They, they can use Yahoo if Yahoo even exists. <laughs> you know, they can, they can, they have all of these different search engines that they can go to, to say, is black facing wrong? Yeah. There's so many yeah. articles written by so many people, right? Like there's so much information already out there. And Absolutely. I think kind of like this are good because we can answer some of the nuanced questions that might not be as easy and I always think it's good to talk to the populations affected but the base work you can do on your own self-work is very important I do it for populations that I don't belong to all the time it's just called being a good this is what allyship is it's not 
of the static thing where you just like are suddenly an ally. It's not a status. Mm -hmm. It is a constant thing that you have to keep doing, keep learning and keep working towards. And again, it's not something that you could really give yourself. Like if you, it's something the populations you're trying to be an ally to will give you or identify you as, and that can be taken away in an instant. It's not like something you get to keep. It's not a badge of honor. It is just basic consistency. Yeah. So like, I don't give out diversity cookies for people doing the bare minimum, like, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion kinds of stuff. Like you, you gotta really be doing the work and um, yeah. either you either you wanna do it or you don't. And I think this, mm. you know, it's cosplay, it's in the industry, it's in, you know, even if you're a showrunner, like I'm a showrunner for a couple of shows as well. And, you know, we work towards making rules that are very inclusive. So that way people understand that we're, we take it very seriously. It's not just like a badge of honor to be inclusive. It's something that we're very passionate about and wanna make our whole like convention body feel included and welcome and it starts at the baseline of just acknowledging but also continuing to like look at rules and look at regulations and policies and procedures to make sure you're doing what you need to be doing absolutely to jump in what you said about being an ally as is something that you it's an activity it's not ally check that's done it's something that you are always doing, doing. Yeah. one thing that i think a lot of people forget is that you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's a perfect ally, but also no one owes you forgiveness. So if you mess up, you can wear that ally hat and you can say, I am doing great. I am supporting the people. If you mess up, they, that allyship can be taken away. If you apologize, even sincerely, there's no rule that says people have to accept that. Mm -hmm. You can just be like, no, you messed up. It was really bad. And that's it. So also be aware that that as your job as an ally is not to make people forgive you or not to make people accept you. Yeah. And you have to you have to take that. You have to just live with it. You live with your choices. There are consequences for your choices. Sometimes yeah, they're great so. consequences. You make cool friends. You have cool conversations like this. Other times it's not. You end up getting dragged. I got to say hell hath no fury like the POC cosplay community scorned. I've seen oh, people get see. lit up. Yeah. Remember the Leon? I'm gonna say I don't care. Leon Shiro thing from a couple years yes, ago. Yes, that was who oh. I was arguing with. Yeah. Was it? Was that you? Yes, that was me. <laughs> we, should, we should talk. But like, I, he is like literally the scum of the earth, and like yep, yes. the whole. Oh, that was such a bad. So many people got canceled over that whole thing, and he got his sponsorship. Not sponsorship. He was like yep. cosplay senpai at um. Uh, not senpai but uh, he was at, supposed to be at new york comic-con yeah, i yeah, got yeah. in touch with those people and i was like listen this needs Did to you happen get canceled? that was yep. like legendary oh! <laughs> I, I, I contacted my friends at ua sports and i was like look you you guys need to to take care of this and they were like oh my god we're so sorry yep ua was like because oh. <laughs> no that was legendary no. that's my favorite example Dang. i didn't know yes abby i don't think you're I, this earth you're not a human being I'm, you're like some kind of mythical goddess magic <laughs> Like literally, oh my God. I was like, no, I was literally like, that's the reason why I'm in this exposing racism group. <laughs> so <laughs> I do have to just jump have in. lost their jobs. <laughs> when we were putting together this panel, Tiffany and Anita, how did I not say that word normally? <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany and I were talking about who we should invite. And the first person I suggested was Abby. I was like, I think Abby would be really great. And she's like, I don't know her, but okay. Because yeah, we like, had mutuals that I was no. like, I'm good. Right. <laughs> now I'm like, ooh, I'm a, I'm a friend matchmaker. Look at that. Yeah. Okay, so then I like to end all of my 
my panels on a question that I think is fun and funny or something to just, yeah, this is a heavy topic. So I want to know what's the dumbest thing that you've ever been asked or someone has assumed about you based on your race and culture. And I will start. Um, I don't put raisins in my potato salad. <laughs> like, Are you yeah. sure? No kidding. I actually make very good potato <laughs> salad. It's delicious. I don't know where that, I don't know why that started. I've eaten a lot of potato salad made by a white, lot of white people. Raisins have Come never been a part of it. <laughs> Come to the Midwest. <laughs> really? Is that? No, this is like, it's a, just a common joke in like the POC community of white people putting raisins in things that don't need raisins. I think I saw a recipe for jerk chicken once on, on, online that had raisins in it. And it's like, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke about like, <laughs> why I mean, I've seen raisins in so many random things. They're like, why are you putting raisins in this? Like what? I've seen it like I've in seen, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen like, people put blueberries in macaroni and cheese. Like for what? Who does this help? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so I've funny. eaten tuna casserole. I know some white recipes are real bad. I know that. <laughs> but I make great potato salad. It's actually really good. <laughs> So, so I can bring it to the potluck Sorry. and it'll be fine. <laughs> we dying. actually made a script about that. Her name is Karen. <laughs> oh, Karen. Oh, no. Yes. I think Deborah she is another big one. In potato salad. <laughs> Please watch Black Jeopardy. Yes. <laughs> with the T'Challa episode. Okay. Um, okay, Abby, what about you? What's um <laughs> this is gonna be really funny uh and i'm pretty sure everyone has heard of it but no i do not know anyone in my family that has a, been a part of the prince nigerian email scams oh my um, god wow oh what? my god people assume that uh, yeah as soon as they hear the word nigeria like, it's like Oh, okay. So your cousin like emailed me, and I'm like, "What?" Oh my god! <laughs> I've literally had someone wow. say that to me before. Mind you, I am actually a princess, um, but like a legit like daughter of the daughter of the chief of his tribe. Abby, um, I cannot with you anymore. That is amazing. Arranged marriages have happened. My mom has tried to arrange my marriage multiple times. It's oh my gosh. Um, Who? Abby's not real. a real person. I, <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Wow. I just want to listen to you talk for like hours. <laughs> tell me your whole life. No. I've, been, I've been trying to get away from that family. That's why I do all the things that I do. <laughs> And you know, Africans have to have like six jobs, right? So, <laughs> but no, seriously, I've, I've literally, literally have had people ask if my cousin has emailed them or anything like that because Nigerian email scams, which I'm going to disprove that right now because those scams are not coming from Nigeria. They are coming from Turkey. Mm. And actually that scam has been around for a long time as it, it's a well-established scam. And I think it was from like the French revolution or something. Yeah. <laughs> Our internet is not that good. When you go to Nigeria, the internet is not that great. So random people trying to email you, that's not true. 
horrible internet it's not high speed <laughs> most of it is dial-up so no one's gonna spend the time to write a bajillion letter email <laughs> to try and get money from you stop it <laughs> okay what about you tiffany you. Uh, I have so many dumb stories. Let's see. Um, okay, I'll take this one. So it's not really a secret that I hate. I'm not really a nature person. I like the idea, but I don't like the execution. If you not like bugs, I don't like, really don't like bugs. I really don't. Same, so same. terrified. Like literally I will take it on like a murder before I would even go two feet within a near cockroach. I hate bugs. So um, one time I was telling, you know, a friend, I was like, my dream house is to live in like a plateau that's like just above kind of like where you can breathe because there won't be any bugs in a plastic house with astroturf and I'll just come down and visit people and then go back up and it was like my it's been my running joke for my dream house for a long time and I said I really don't get the point of yards and so another person chimed in and says you know what I agree that's just like a symbol of white oppression and we just don't need to have yards like that's just a white person thing and I just don't understand like you know it's just such an oppressive thing to expect people of color to have yards and like all this other stuff and i'm just like <laughs> i just said i wanted astroturf and i said, don't like bugs i don't get the point of it my dad takes great pride in his yard he loves his yard and that is not a white thing to want a yard i'm just it's not like it's not. like related so like funny. this other person told me like kind of it's related so she was like I said, oh, I'm, she's like, what are you gonna do to like recharge this weekend? I said, oh, I don't know. I'm probably gonna like clean my house, play some video games. And she's like, you should go outside. And I was like, I'm not really outdoorsy. And she's like, no, it's historical, historical trauma because slaves used to be outside. And then like, oh that's historical. God. And then the black community, like your parents and family probably told you that it's just bad to be outside and, and like out in the, in, in the wilderness because we used to have to pick cotton. This woman, I was like, I, no, I just don't like oh my God. bugs. Like I just like it was so. Uh, it was pretty funny. Oh my god! <laughs> I just at her like, I, no, this not a nature person. Oh my god! Someone needs to make a film about that. People, the things that people say to, like to talk to you about your oppression. Right. <laughs> I was like, like, tell me more. I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> Monica, how about you? Oh, I have so many just because. Um, the the two that are i think are like really funny so when i named my website geeks a go-go a lot of people have come up to me and thought it was a um not necessarily a porn site but like <laughs> and i'm like do you know a go-go is like an adage for like all sorts or like all things. Oh my god! And just because I named it Geeks oh, a Go Go, no. not like a burlesque or not that I find anything wrong with burlesque. I love burlesque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> like you know, you Google the the name or, or like the word a go go. It's, mm -hmm. it's completely is a different like a whole other thing. And the reason why, and this is this is kind of sad. Um, a lot of Filipino overseas workers, like some of them end up being nurses and some of them end up being nannies. And then the other spectrum is some of them end up being sex workers. And these people were exposed to that. And I, I don't find anything wrong with sex workers, um, but it's just like a general assumption that they've taken 
from their own experience and mm. we don't all have the same background we don't all have the same experiences um the second one that that oh really takes the cake is like i um i was hanging out and this guy approached me and he was like oh so you're from the philippines i'm like yes i am and he goes like so do you like jungle music what <laughs> what did you not drop kick him? You like the yes. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? What? 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 Fight this person. It was the oddest thing that I, that ever right. asked me, and I've I've told my husband this, so I've I've married a, you know, is like. My husband is white, and every time I bring that up, he always jokes about it now. He's like, so, you like jungle music? <laughs> <laughs> what is I do, I do think if we... I'm like, why? Why would you associate that? It doesn't make any sense. Like, we're a tropical island. <laughs> oh, my God. I grew up by the beach my entire <laughs> life. I don't get this. People are so awful. <laughs> I kind of wish I had a screenshot of when you finished that sentence and all of our reactions were the what? same. We were all like, what? I, it was like almost simultaneous. Oh, yes. where we all had the same look on our face. Yeah, like everyone was just like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, do you like jungle music? And I'm like, excuse me. What does that mean? <laughs> That's like my mom saying, um, Cause like I was, so I was married to an Italian before, and and I told her I was, he was taking me camping, and she's like, "Make sure he did not put out an insurance policy on you, cause you know oh what they do, right? <laughs> they take you to the mountains, and then they try to kill you, and they come back and eat, they try to collect the insurance." And I'm like, "Mom, you need to stop watching 60 Minutes, seriously." I now love your mom. Your mom is the best. <laughs> It's so horrible, seriously. But so many people want to meet her. And I just don't understand why. That is one of the reasons. That is amazing. Why? <laughs> oh my god! There's so many other things that I could talk about her saying that are not appropriate for this. At all. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just the ridiculous things that you hear. <laughs> Okay, so Jamila, wrap, or finish it up. What? Okay. What um, is your? Uh, the first one's like kind of, but I think it's just like an interesting litmus test. So like, so my cosplay name is Black Betty Cosplay. All right. So some people are really weird about the first part. <laughs> Do they call you like, African American Betty Cosplay? Some people will look at me and be like, "Is it?" Black? I'm like, you can say black. It's a color. Like, come on. I like it. Obviously, I hope there's like African American. I have not gotten there yet, but I will die the day that the happens. I'll be like, what? I, I want a text from you if that happens. It, and all you have to do is Did say it mean? happened, and I'll know what you're talking about. I will text you back. I'm just like, it's because I like the color black, and I'm black, but both things. But people will be like. <laughs> but um, then, it sounds cool i like the i know it sounds cool i like it um <laughs> but um also my parents are from the caribbean and they had very strong accents 
I, not to me, but they did to everybody else when I was growing up. And so we'd go to school. My parents would talk. And um, now you have to always, talk like your parents. No, <laughs> I'm not doing a bad Caribbean anything. I will ruin it. Um, they actually sound really proper, in my opinion, because they have like my mom sounds really proper. But um, people be like, oh, I love your mother's accent. Is she from Jamaica? And I'd just be like, it's always Jamaica. It's the always only place I ever heard of. I was like, so you know, that place with all those islands, there's just Jamaica. There's just no one. other, no other States. possible place you could ask nope. about. They're always like, oh, I or they wouldn't even ask. They'd be like, oh, I love Jamaica. Yeah. Have you been? And I'm like, I've never been to Jamaica. Never. My whole life, I've never been to Jamaica. Oh. They are from two completely different. My mom's from South America, which is. Guyana is technically Caribbean, but it's in South America. Yeah. And my dad is from Barbados, which is an island that people finally heard about. But like, people be like, <laughs> Jamaica? Jamaica? Everything is Jamaica. <laughs> and like, you guys, there are other islands. There really are. There's like so many islands. Like, come on. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for taking the time to come and talk to us. I think this was a really great conversation. I'm really excited to um, put this out and have people let us know how they feel and ask any additional questions that they may have. And to wrap up, I just want to go through and have each of you remind us of who you are, where we can find you on social media, and um, anything else that you would like to add. Abby, let's start with you. Okay, um, so my name is Abby. Uh, I am also uh, Babs Cosplay. And uh, I just wanna honestly, lasting thoughts is just do your best to um, help and, you know, just encourage people of color, especially in the cosplay community or just people in general. You know, I'm, I'm just so tired of seeing people being shamed whether it's body shamed or, or whatever for the characters. A lot of people have put a lot of time, hard work and energy you know, into their costumes. So just be as supportive as you possibly can because you never know like what your support is gonna do for that person. Hey, I am Tiffany from Pros and Cons Cosplay. Um, I wear a lot of different hats, um, but I think kind of what I wanna close on is um, you know, cosplay is a very personal experience for a lot of people. They put a lot of time, energy, and effort, and they think kind of echoing what Abby said, be nice, be kind, stick up for people when you see, you know, injustice happening. It's not one of those things where you see something bad happening and you just like run to that person's demons and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, is there something you can do in the moment to help support that person? If you see negative comments, you can denounce them. If you see some rules or something in your local convention scene that need tweaking or need to have a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens, write to them and tell them that you want to see those kinds of things done. Mm -hmm. Ask for diverse um, guests at your convention. Ask for diverse representation on staff and in directorate positions as well. So, you know, we want to increase the representation that we have. Um, and I think that's important, you know, not just knowing that diversity and equity inclusion is a thing, but also, you know, really trying to embody it in our different spaces. And Monica? Um, so what I like people to get out of this um, panel as well, um, as you are presented with all of the different resources and now like people who are actually knowledgeable about this topic, 
Um, it is our job to educate ourselves about other people's cultures and to be mindful about how we portray our cosplay, um, keeping in mind that people who are um, like races behind these characters, um, you know, it's, it's very important how we educate ourselves um, before we even dive into a cosplay. And where can we find you online? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and um, you can find me at Geeksagogo everywhere. Okay, and Jamila. Um, and I'm Jamila from Black Biddy Cosplay. I can be found pretty much under that everywhere. Um, and what I just want to add to kind of echo everybody is cosplay is an awesome hobby that's full of so many different unique people. And that's kind of one of the awesome things about the hobby. There's no one right way to do a cosplay. And just being mindful, being respectful, supporting each other, because we're all doing this geeky hobby together. Like, why not support and uplift everybody? Um, so just, you know, let's work together instead of trying to tear each other apart and just be thoughtful about other people's feelings. And I'm Abby Cat Cosplay. Uh, and the last thing, or as somebody who does a lot of panels, I also just want to add, please ask your Black and POC friends to be on more than just diversity panels. Um, you know, it's a great topic to talk about. Obviously, we just spent three hours talking about it. Um, but there is a lot more that, that uh, minority people can contribute to the conversation outside of that. So if it's sewing, if it's prop building, if it's, you know, whatever, make sure you're including black and, bi and people of color in those conversations as well. Um, and you can find all of us at, or in the SheProp community. Feel free to join us in the SheProp community. We would be happy to have you if you are a woman or non-binary or trans, it is a safe place for you. So thank you all very much for joining and for coming and talking to us today. I had a great time and I hope you could help it too. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I kind of want to end all my panels with say goodbye cosplayers. I'm gonna go, goodbye cosplayers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm afraid I'm too old and nobody else will get that. <laughs>